0: If the work week is stressing you out and you're searching for a relaxing Sunday morning vibe, then come over and enjoy Sunday mornings with a cup of Joe with your host, Joey Stacks, as he takes you on a weekly journey for your soul that starts with a relaxing cup of Joe. So if you're in need of some great conversation with a splash of Neo soul, then you're in the right place. So tune in as we catch a cool vibe with Sunday mornings with a cup of Joe.
1: What up, what up, though? Welcome to another episode of Sunday Mornings with a Cup of Joe. I'm your host, Joe, and today we got two special guests. We got my homeboy, Marcus Goss, and my homeboy, James McLemore. I'm gonna let these boys introduce themselves. Marcus.
2: What's going on, y'all, man? It's Marcus, uh, originally from the Bay Area, Blair, California, man. I'm out here now in Dallas, Texas. Uh, recently just launched my own cognac, uh, so y'all make sure y'all be on the lookout for that. Website is available for you to pre order. You can go to www.7cognac.com. It's all one word. Um, everything on social media, Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook, is all 7 Cognac. So you can follow me at 7 Cognac if you need to get in touch with me.
1: Yes, indeed. And then we got my homeboy James McLemore in the building.
2: Yo, good evening, good evening. This is
3: James Macklemore, uh, psychologist by education, clinical mental health counselor by trade, uh, expertise,
1: uh from the streets to the suites huh how that my boy my boy fresh out the rich you know what i'm saying richmond california to be exact you know what i'm saying that's we right gonna, that's right we're gonna get into the, the list, show today man. so today on the show i got two of my partners so i got my partners on the show today because my partner got some special things that i want them to be able to share with the listeners today uh one of my partners my partner marcus he has founded his own cognac, seven cognac. Uh, we're gonna get into it a little bit because I'm not sh- too sure even how you get your own cognac. And I see a lot, of, I know for sure though that a lot of liquor companies operate under the same house, so it's yeah. not a lot of new liquors out. I know right. that for sure, especially black owned liquors. I know that yeah. for sure. It's not a lot of new liquors out. So tell us, how did you even? How long ago did you even come up with this idea?
2: So, man, I'm a uh, man. It's just been always something that I wanted to do. Like I said, man, originally from the Bay, man. So Cognac is really like our water. You know what I'm saying? So something that I always drink, I always see, you know, a lot of people making, coming out with different liquors and stuff, but a lot of them to come out with tequilas and vodkas. And it ain't really a lot of the uh, Cognac's out there. You know, Jay-Z put out his not too long ago. And I said, man, that's, you know, that's what I want to do. Go get my own Cognac. And, uh I was actually fired, man, from uh, a company in uh, December okay.
0: 2016,
2: man, and uh, I didn't have no backup, didn't have no savings, uh, and I got my son. So I was like, man, like, what do I do? But when I was walking around there and I knew I was going to be fired, like, I just, you know what I'm saying, felt too good. I was like, man, there's something wrong with me being fired and not knowing what I'm getting ready to do tomorrow and how to pay my bills and take care of my son. Like, I should be stressing and stressing out like that. So I was like, man, you know what? I'm just going to take the chance on myself. And uh, I met a young lady through one of my friends who was just trying to help me uh, go work for her. Um, And I was telling her everything that I was trying to do. I was like, you know, I just want to talk to you as another black lady. And uh, she said, well, if you can get everything together this time next year. And now we're talking January 2017. She's like, I could put you in a room uh, full of investors that's worth this half a million dollars. So me being a nigga from the Bay, we hear money, we finna go get it. You know, so you know, uh so I from January, man, it just turned into it went from me having the idea to now I'm putting it together. I found myself in France in July and man I got over there and uh, and is that man is it's crazy Because a lot of this stuff a lot of the stuff that uh, that I that I that came about this liquor has been from a negative situation that turned positive. You know, so we had set up uh, three three tours. One of the tours was at Remy Martin's uh, Vineyard. One of the tours was at a barrel making company, and then uh, the other tour was at uh, Compass Cognac. And I was supposed to meet with a master blender to show me how to make my own cognac. I was going to be able to bring back, you know, two bottles samples of my own stuff. Well, that was the reason why we were out there for, it. and that is the only tour that did not get confirmed. So I'm like, damn, like, this is what I'm out here for, you know. So my driver, i was just talking to him, telling him what um, I'm out there for. And he was like, come to find out this dude is a judge of Cognac. It's four dudes that's over Remy Martin. He know one of the top dudes to where he didn't go, he drink Louis the 13th out the barrel, Ooh. you know. So, you know what I'm saying? So he just like, man, I know some people that you can talk to. He said, because you're going to Remy, Remy Martin and Hennessy, they're not going to talk to you because you're not doing the volume that they even going to be interested in. And so I was like, well, shoot, let's bet. So I went over there, man, to the, my, my current producer now, talked to the lady. She let me taste a few things. I was like, man, this is the taste I'm looking for. She was like, uh, well, let's go in the next room and pick out a package. And I was like, well, ma'am, I don't have any money. I'm just out here just doing research. And she said, man, don't worry about it. She said, I can send you one bottle. I can send you 20 bottles. I can send you 200. Whatever you want to do, so from that point on man i just been working man just working on the name working on the logo uh and now here it is man literally a year later man i got the website launch i got uh i'm taking pre-orders like and this again this is from a body i'm i'm not no a b or c list celebrity i don't have no big backing i ain't came from money but man it just i had an idea i had a dream and uh man it's something that i want to leave a legacy for my kid, you know what I'm saying? Because at, at the end of the day, man, in, and just being honest, sad as it may seem, in our black community, man, we don't really talk about that generational wealth, you know? So this was this was something that I saw, an opportunity that I can leave my son, something that he can leave to his kids and his kids can leave on because at the, end, I mean, at the end of the day, that's what it's about, you know what I'm saying? A lot of times we go to work and we get caught in, in, the, in the system of go to, go to school, get you a good job pay your bills, take your vacation every year. Like, that ain't that ain't the way that I looked at being life, you know. So I saw opportunity, man, and now I've just been blessed. Every every time I turn around, I'm talking to somebody, it's another conversation that's getting me to another conversation, which being I'll be home uh, in September. Uh, I got a, a magazine that's going to do an article on me, um, and then I got a meeting uh this friday out here in dallas with three of the top um top five clubs is out here in dallas one person owned three of them so man it's just been blessing look man at that.
1: look at that that's the that's what the grinding get you yeah that's when you stay focused that's what it'll get you so would oh what james hold on so let's maybe get this that
0: straight so <laughs> <laughs> hey,
1: it's all good so yes so, yeah, so uh, yes we definitely know james from back you know, in his rap career artist days, you know, his, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no doubt. His growing up, you know what I'm saying, in the streets days, you know what I'm saying? So we refer to him as, you know what
0: I'm saying, Hollywood, you know what I'm saying? Right, so right. So you hear me
1: referring to him as Wood, that's all that is. But Wood, so let's get into your background, Wood. What is your educational background?
3: Man, my my educational background, I started with undergraduate and I um, actually double majored uh Man, when I entered education, I was more so interested in politics, so uh, the, the school that I went to didn't have uh, political science as a major, so <clears throat> I ended up uh, choosing corrections because uh, I, I remember being at home, you know, like, like, like Marcus said, man, you know, being from the Bay Area, California, you know, money is one of those things that, that drive us most. Um, I remember seeing some signs on the freeway that was saying 79,000, starting out entry level for correctional officer. And so I had uh, figured that I could, I could get in to do some correctional officer as a correctional officer and help some people, <clears throat> and it would be easy for me to identify with them based on, you know, that's, that's pretty much who I grew up around, a lot of uh, uh, offenders. And so what I did was I just switched up my whole game, and I majored in, double majored in corrections and uh, criminal justice. So my, my uh, bachelor degrees is in uh, corrections and criminal justice. And then I went on to get my master's in um uh, uh, clinical mental health psychology, and then from there um, enrolled as a doctoral student in public health. So that's kind of my educational background. Um, like boy. I said, by, by trade, by by trade, I do I do a lot of work, uh, you know, with, with uh, at risk use and adult offenders. So kind of sticking to the script, man, of uh, helping people uh, that's been uh, I guess uh, victimized by the, by the, by the criminal justice system.
1: Yes, and when later on in the show we definitely will get into it that more because we definitely want to get your views on both of you guys views on the generational poverty that's passed down through generation generation throughout our culture and we want to talk Absolutely. about the unfair injustice that goes on inside the justice system in the United Absolutely. States especially against black young men especially right. black young men. So this is one thing I wanted to get into. So, Wood, you from both of you guys, y'all from Northern California?
2: Right, Northern absolutely.
1: California, a place from the pimps, the players, the hustlers. That's right, where the right. Pimps, players, and hustlers. And if San Francisco, see, I, since I stay out here now, I like to um, refer to San Francisco as like the West Coast version of Manhattan. Yeah,
3: absolutely. You know, absolutely like the west coast big version. city man real big city
1: yeah real a lot of stuff going on with a lot of stuff yeah. going on so and everybody knows in the bay it's hard it's hard growing up in the bay it's rough times it may look good but it's a lot of poverty a absolutely. lot of poverty stricken areas so let's talk about where you guys grew up at um growing up in the both so both of these both of you guys grew up in the urban community the hood yeah
3: yeah absolutely uh i grew up in richmond california uh inner city community um man i guess over the course of the last 15 years have been ranked in the top 20 uh and even making the top 10 of most dangerous cities uh within that time frame so yeah uh pretty 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 tough city pretty tough city
1: so so let's just talk about growing up so Growing up in the past, you've seen different things, you know, like uh, you've seen the downfall of a lot of people, the drug dealing in the inner cities, the hoods, the the killings, the murders, the jack-ins, the, uh, the in and out, the rotation, the consistent rotation of people going into the penitentiary and coming back out. What do you think is one of the problems that... It's, so, wait a minute, no, before we get into that, let's talk about education. When you was younger, was education pushed on you? Did you feel like you were adequately acquit, equipped to get a good education from where you were from? Um,
3: so, so, I know I'm going to answer this in, 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 in and to answer your question just direct, uh, uh, no. But, but I'm going to answer this in a kind of unique way. Um, for me, um, being fortunate growing up in Richmond, um, the way that I view education is, is knowledge and understanding is used as a tool to survive. So, believe it or not, the same principles that it that it took me to survive college and graduate and, and, and be successful in the college world, um, it was the same tools that I incorporated by being from Richmond um, of being survival. So, an example of that: um, being disciplined. Uh, you 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 can't you can't you risk you risk going to jail, you risk uh, being killed, etc. By not being disciplined. So an example of that would be, um, you know, me being in a neighborhood that I had no no business being in when I should have been home at a certain hour. I know that the police would be rolling through to do a sweep on Tuesdays and Thursdays at this hour. So I had to be disciplined enough to stay away from, you know, the block that day or make sure that I was inside or so just the survival techniques that transferred over to college. Well, if I got an eight o'clock class, I know that I have to be in. Um, so just being educated in the fact of of knowledge and knowing how to survive and knowing the backhand side, I really, that was my way of learning. So as far as school being promoted, no, but being a dummy was definitely uh, uh, not acceptable in in my community at all. What
1: about you, Marcus, when you was coming up? So,
2: I mean, I definitely feel that, you know what I'm saying, that education definitely wasn't um, on the forefront of, Anybody that any, had any type of office in California, and, and the reason why that I said that now, and like I like would say, I'm gonna say no, but I'm I'm gonna contradict what I'm saying at the same time, is that when you when you when you drive around where you from, and you drive around cities that that butt up against where you from, and you see more construction for new jails than you see construction going into your current school then you already know what they have in mind for your future you know um a, a lot of uh, also too i, I want to say maybe when i got to the 11th grade maybe, maybe it maybe was even going into my senior year um they started making shoot kids pay to play in high school you know what i'm saying and they doing that in the cities to play where, high school, shoot, sports yeah, play high school sports. And I, I, I want to say, a minute, and it may have been like $50 or something like that. But $100. it still was a but fee, though. The, yeah, it was a fee. And you got to think about that $50, it may not sound like a lot to y'all, but when somebody, shoot, they live in half of a check to get to another half of the check, that's a lot, you know. And so for us growing up as young black men in the Bay Area, like, that was our outlet. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Sports was our outlet. Me, personally, growing up in a single-parent home, my mom, she couldn't afford to put me into Pop Warner and pay for all that or take me to practice and stuff like that. So, I, me, personally, I had to wait till I got to high school to play. And so then when I got there, and I, I was thankful enough that I didn't have to, had to pay to play, but if I was one of them kids that had to pay, then I would have been. I'd have been on this corners. I'd have been yeah. doing something else.
1: Yeah, had to like, get to the money. He had to, right? Try to like make we're the money saying, you know
2: what I'm saying. You would have been out in the streets, and them hours where they doing the sweeps, where you getting caught doing, you know what I'm saying, stuff that you ain't supposed to be doing. Uh, so, it it the education is there, but you gotta you gotta be disciplined yourself to know to separate the difference between what what you need to be doing, and what you are doing. You know what I'm saying? So it, it, that. For us, for me, uh, was big because of the people that I hung around, we all were individuals. We ne- we never looked at one another like, man, I'm somebody because of I'm hanging around you or you're popular, so I'm going to ride your coattail. Like all of us, you know what I'm saying, at the end of the day, was trying to do something and trying to get somewhere. I credit you, my best friend Dewan Bennett, for me even going to college because, again, like I said, I grew up in a single-parent home. I didn't know anything about college. You know what I'm saying? I didn't know how to fill out, I know how to fill out an application or nothing. That's what I
1: was just about to ask y'all. Uh, tell me, how did y'all come up on going to college?
2: Right. So, so uh, go, go ahead. You, all right, well, I finish? Like for me, uh, shoot, I applied where DeWine applied to. And when TSU sent me back an exception letter, man, I went home and told my mom was like, Mom, I'm going to college. Like, it was a reality for me at that point. You know what I'm saying? Before then, it hadn't. It wasn't even a reality. What I was, was your I plan was looking, before then? I was, was going to go cut hair. I was going to be a barber. I was going to have a trade, do something. But going to school, for me, never looked at it to be a reality.
1: So when you seen your homeboy applying, you was like, oh, let me apply too.
2: I'm going apply too. And honestly, that was the only one I applied to because of the application fee. I couldn't afford to apply for a lot of them and you know what i'm saying i didn't have the best grades in high school so me just putting out 25 dollars a pop that wasn't that wasn't reality
1: and that's that crazy wasn't. that's crazy that they charge people to apply to go get yeah. some education so how yeah, did you how did you come across it did you come across
3: it? you know i got a really i got a re- really unique story um i am from richmond uh lived in richmond uh you know all of my my born in richmond raised in richmond uh in, in until i left for college but i did uh man getting expelled out of richmond schools i actually got expelled my ninth grade uh second half of my ninth grade year and kicked out of the school district uh it's very unique because my grandmother taught at mcclellan's uh in west oakland and i got a lot of I got a lot of family from West Oakland, even though I never really dealt with Oakland like that. Um, so it was to go to a continuation school uh, within Richmond District, which I could not go, go to or go to a, a crosstown school, um, and I risked being killed going to the crosstown school, of course, because you know, um, um, uh, rival turfs, right, you and know, and not being from that district. Yeah. So that was that. At that point, I was um, in alternative school. was called Gumpers in Richmond. And I really just couldn't go there because it was just a total letdown. Um, And we would have got out of school at 1130. I was already hustling uh, then. And so, uh, like Marcus said, sports was a big thing for me. So I wanted to play ball. So I ended up going to McClyments. Um. For those people that may not know, McClamins is is a very powerful school. Um, it's in the heart of West Oakland. For people that may not know, that's where the Black Panthers was originated. I believe Bobby Seal went to school at McClimans. and so I actually met him uh, at McClamins. He came up there, and so being around that culture in in, in, in Oakland, um, as I began to play sports, I, I saw uh, the, the the teachers in, in the administrator uh, administration there have a have a uh, have passion, have a compassion for uh, education and helping young black men and so I began to be prideful um about, you know, who I am as a black man. And um I had a, a world cultures teacher who is an economics teacher and a government teacher who really opened my eyes to some things. Um and then we had a famous uh, coach Carter, Alonzo Carter, um out of out of out of as well. And so playing ball, everybody was pushing for a football scholarship and, and, and you know, that was kind of the status and Once we got around junior year, senior year, it was like, where are you going to play ball at? Where are you going to play ball at? And so at that point, uh, college really became um, the social pressure uh, within the school. And so because I love sports, I was attached to the school uh, for the education side. So, um, you know, again, like Marcus said, I didn't have the grades, so I missed out on a lot of uh, opportunities to go to college. But my coach knew someone uh, out here in, in, in Oklahoma at Langston. Um, and then they, uh, they offered me to come out there and play football for them and, you know, to get set up there, man. And, you know, I just took a chance, man, uh, 18, you know, didn't know nobody out there, man. Uh, you know, I, 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 wasn't, I, I wasn't so uh, savvy. And... All right, can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You know, so I, I, I probably read, you know, at about an eighth or ninth grade level. And so at that point I began to practice. Um, and 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 I got better uh, with my writing and and you know uh, with my reading and so forth. And then you know going back to Richmond, uh, one of them things was, you know, I find me a smart girl, man. So I was able to find a smart girl. Um, you know, <laughs> uh, I dated Bay a senior when I was freshman year at college. I dated politics. a senior. Right.
1: <laughs> I, I can't that. hear you, bro. I said that's some Bay nigga politics for sure.
3: Right. Right. Yeah. So, so you know, I am, I, um, Oh no, man. Let me see, man. What's going on, bro? Hey.
1: You still on here? Yeah, we can hear you.
3: Tap me back in, hey. Eh? We can hear you. Me... Okay, can you hear me, Joe? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you. So yeah, you know, I met a, I met a, I met a girl. She was a senior at the time, man, and uh, she was a four student. And what so. What was her name? Well, we're not gonna use names. <laughs> we're not gonna use names. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, true story, man. True story, um, you know, man. Uh, th- th- this lady was was uh, was kind enough to um, to help me with some things, and you know, I was disciplined enough to uh, invest in myself and uh, learn some things. So once I increased my, my literacy um, and, and my math and stuff from there, you know, um, I just worked. I just worked my jelly, man. I kept I kept smart people around. Um, Even if they wasn't smart, if they understood a subject, um, I I knew how to befriend them. I knew how to talk to the teacher, to professors. I had no problem admitting that I I struggled with certain areas. And then, you know, after a while, you know, when you stay persistent at something, you kind of start to get the hang of it and and the confidence. And once my confidence, you know, I got my confidence up and I realized that there was nothing to be afraid of, um, I actually ended up uh, being on a president's uh, in a dean's honor roll for the for the remaining years of, of my college education, huh? and Good and boy. I did that uh, independently of any woman.
1: Huh.
3: So, <laughs> so that, <laughs> that's pretty much how that 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 started out for me. Okay, but yeah. So fake. so
1: so, what do y'all think of the college ain't for everybody?
2: It's not. Uh, that's a so I'm gonna tell you. So we're gonna me and him. We've had these conversations before. So for me, uh, again, growing up in a single-parent home with a, with a younger sibling, one of the motivations when I when I said, like I said, that college became a reality for me, I wanted my brother to, that lived in the same household that was raised by the same woman, like I wanted to give him the opportunity to say, look, I can I can go to college because my brother did and we lived in the same house. Or I told him uh, college ain't for everybody. The service not for everybody. I said, whatever it is that you choose to do, if you pick up a trade, just make sure it's going to be able to provide for you and your family because there's a lot of people that we're working for right now today that didn't go to college. You know what I'm saying? So it, college has is, college is just been an institution to where uh, some of the states can make money. It, it's just, it's a nonprofit, but it's, it's making money hand over fist if you look at it because all, stuff that, all the books we're reading, we can get those books ourselves. You know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, the certificate yeah it's a it's a, a bachelor's it's a master's a doctorate, all that that they can't take away from us, but that same education that I got that certification that that certificate saying that i i completed I ain't gonna get that same knowledge without having to pay fifty to a hundred thousand dollars now I'm not right. saying you know what I'm saying don't go, but I'm saying don't look at it as you it's a failure in life if you don't go to college like you can't be somebody
3: so 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 you know i I would definitely I would definitely agree as far as a moral standpoint and for and uh, a financial uh, standpoint on college is not for everybody. But one of the things, especially for, for uh, uh, minorities and young black men in particular, um, coming from inner-city communities, we really don't have many options outside of uh, picking a trade, which we know if we pick a trade nowadays uh, it costs just as much as a college tuition, if not more. Um, and, and also um, with with the military, you know, you know man i' done heard, i didn't heard success stories with the military and i didn't personally seen uh, friends of mine you know yeah. with PTSD and things, uh, things of that nature from going to the military. So as far as college being for everybody, this is why I would say that that college is for everybody and and with me explaining my story. And when I say that that, that I'm a, a, a psychologist by education, that right there intimidates people. That right there makes people think that I'm smart. But also, I want people to realize that I also mentioned the survival. The survival. So college doesn't necessarily equate to uh, uh, intelligence, but it gives you insight. It helps you mature as a man. It helps you to be disciplined in your life. The experience. And so as far as... Yeah, the experience. So the experience itself, being committed to the experience. So that's what separates. That's what separates a college graduate from someone who didn't go to college. Where, yeah, you, even if it's an entrepreneur, if you go to college and you complete it, just being committed, then you you understand more of what it even would mean to be committed to your business, because we don't have. The the legacy, as Marcus Marcus mentioned, where we have a a family member to bring us in and teach us all the things about business and all of the, you know, that. So I'm I'm 33 years old, and I'm just now, you know, in the last uh, two years or so, understanding tax uh, write-offs, understanding things of that nature. But all of that came from knowing how to ask more questions from the skill set that I learned through college, from being disciplined through college. And so maybe... It doesn't equate, college doesn't equate to a, a, a salary always, but it definitely, you know, characterizes you to be prepared for the world as far as your discipline go and knowing how to stay committed until you succeed at some things.
1: And see, that's, a, that's the thing. Uh, so on my point of view is, like, everybody uh, always says college is not for them. And what I think is that college is an experience more than anything. And some people need that experience and why are you gaining that experience by being on the campus and i'm talking about like being on a college campus and interacting with different people you develop your own sense of direction from absolutely that. and like i know a lot of people don't have a sense of direction that's why they feel lost In that's why even that would be the first question of should i even go to college you know what i'm saying like should because right. I just I, don't think I, I think we all we always push us as black people in the community we always push to go for uh, the money right you know what I'm saying because like we stuck in like this thing where it's like we have to be working to get out the struggle like right. you know what I'm saying so everything Absolutely. is monetarily based so mm-hmm. education is a thing that can build monetary you know what I'm saying it could build to financial stability so- but it takes a minute and that minute could be right. detrimental to a black person
2: right see, and that's it see that see, so i mean me you know i always I, I in the last over the last i mean i've always been that person like i tell people man when you when you have a conversation with me we're gonna it's not always my opinion i was right and i was wrong but you're gonna definitely think a different way and you know what i'm saying and i and i hear everything that both of y'all are saying and and, and you're right. You know what I'm saying? It definitely, college does definitely does say that you were disciplined to start something and finish it. Um, But at the same token, it doesn't always equate to um, success. It doesn't always equate to taking care of. And just because a person didn't go to college. Now, again, I'm speaking as a person who has a degree. You know, I'm not saying that I I didn't get a degree. And one of the things that Joe uh, mentioned that I want to say before I forget is that when somebody says, oh, college ain't for everybody, when you say when people say that, my first my first question is, well, did you try it? And if you didn't try it, then you can't say it ain't for you because you never tried it. You just, just using that just use it as a cop out because a lot of things, a lot of times, what we do nowadays is we get caught in those in those sayings. Oh, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Or college ain't for everybody. Or you know some. But at the, at the end of the day, is if you got something that you want to do, you can go and get you can go in and start your career. Without having to go to college, but you be disciplined in your plan. You you can set a five-year plan, a ten-year plan, and it doesn't always have to equate with you walking across somebody's stage. Because at the end of the day, the end result is is to is to earn a, a, a substantial income to, to again, like I said before, to provide for you and your family. Now I know we always talk about that education is something something they can never take from us, but it doesn't have to be with a name across it stating that that's where i got my education. it doesn't have to say um california university that education i go gonna get education today that my college didn't give me and can't nobody take that from me but what it is is that a lot of people have used what we're allowing people to do today is use these degrees as leverage or or reason to say oh well you're not qualified because you don't have this i know a lot of smart dummies that graduated from college and, and, that's, and that's and that's why you know, that's, you, you're right, Marcus,
3: and, and I, I definitely want to make it clear that I'm not saying that if you don't go to college, then you're not as successful in, in your career or, 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 you know, in your entrepreneurship. But it, the thing about it is, that's why I mentioned that intelligence is not always equated to um, a, a, a graduation or a degree. The, the reason why is because you still need applied knowledge so the applied knowledge go further than what you learned in the classroom so those are the type of things where let me let me give you an example of of how this works so you can go to you want to be a manager at mcdonald's they you have a better chance of being a manager they asking you do you have any college education whereas maybe fifteen twenty years ago they wouldn't ask that question just to be a, a cashier now because they understand the commitment to education, you have a better chance of getting that job. But here's where it goes. When you go into a bank and you ask a bank for a loan, they ask you a couple of things. The first thing they'll ask you is maybe what's your gross income or if it's a business plan, what's your trade line or what's your product or what's your your tax tax history on paying that. The the second most important thing that they're going to look at is your level of education. Because one thing about America is it's a, it's a capitalist country and it's, it's a business. So the degree doesn't necessarily say that you're smart. But what the, the degree says is that it's basically a fair exchange to the economy to say that we've invested in this person. That's why they have federal loans. That's why they have federal grants. That's why they have public universities and private and state universities, is because that's an investment into you being a person. So when a banker sit back and say, oh, you know what? James is a master level student. What's the chances of him being able to repay me? Well, I know that a master level student makes X, Y, and Z in this profession. So I have a better chance of loaning this person, investing in this person than I do with someone who coming in here with no business trade line, with no experience, with no education behind them. They, the risk, the, the, the risk to investment is low. So, when I say college may not necessarily could be for everybody unless going back to the legacy, because it take money. So if, unless you have a family member with a, a, a trade line for a business, good luck in today's time going in there asking them for uh, $500,000, 300000 or even a $50,000 small business loan to get started without having a, a history, a, a tax ID with, with, a, with, a, with a trade line and a, and a business account that show that show records of of um, of, of, of capital gains, uh, yeah. uh, uh, the bottom line. So, but if you if you have if you go in there as Dr. Macklemore, then guess what that says. All they want to know is what's your business plan, who is your board representation, because they can invest in a Dr. Macklemore because they know society reacts to the Dr. Macklemore and not just James. So it, it's it's a big business in capitalism. Not saying that college is—you come there and you get smart and all of that—but it's definitely a tool to help you navigate coming from where we come from, with not having, you know, uh, a, a grandfather or a father who uh, uh, has a as a, 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 a lucrative business, you know, uh, that brought us in, or you know, working for a, a corporation that brought us in, and and so forth. And so that's why a lot of times, even you see like. Uh, uh, you'll see the the children of, of of some billionaires that go to college is because that company the credentialing is needed to run the company, not necessarily to get the profits, but to run the company. So a lot of those companies been grandfathered in, or they've been philanthropists in, where it did not take education at the time for them to be funded. But if you look at today's time and funders, it it always link back to you know. Somebody who had a credit line, a trade line, excuse me, to, to be able to incorporate that business for them to get the, the upfront money to, to, to run a successful business. If not, then they just gonna use their profit, profit and gains, you know, their bottom line to basically front their front uh, working capital. And that's a, that's a struggle within itself because you end up running a business for five years but bringing home $30,000 a year. But you but you're running a business for three hundred thousand, but your take home is only thirty thousand because you have to front your own, you you know you have to front your own uh, working capital because you have no trade line because you have no investor to put the money up so that you could actually reap the benefits off of your uh, off of your profits to invest elsewhere to increase your stock and company. So I mean you know, edu- college education man, it's it's a lot of tricky things that go along with it. You know, and, and maybe maybe it's not for everybody in a sense of you know, them uh um being getting educated, but in the sense of being able to compete where we from, uh if we don't have that backing, man, you better have something. Yes. Yeah, I something.
1: see I look at it I look at it as investing in your hustle. Like I look Absolutely. at it as investing in your hustle because a lot of times I see a lot of us uh black people we kinda um we kind of get scared to invest in a hustle if the if we haven't seen somebody reap the benefits of the payoff like right. you know what i'm saying like we ain't really into you know what i'm saying uh jumping into newly you know what i'm saying uncharted territories in right. certain areas you know what i'm saying and, um, right
3: absolutely
1: and the thing i just look at is like investing in your hustle because at the end of the day a lot of times they promote going to the league you know what I'm saying? They, right. like, go to the league, go to the league. But in, in actuality, the league only got, what, 400 spots? That's so, it. It's how many niggas in the world trying to go to the league. Like, that's a crazy-ass choice to set a nigga up for to be like, look, nigga, you're going to make it to the – you know what I'm saying? Like, you're going to make it right. to the league. That's, it's that's, like
3: – That's misleading, That's misleading. man. Yeah, that's very misleading. misleading. And, and then when you think about – when you think about – here's the thing that people people don't realize, man – First of all, there's a book out there. I can't think of the author, but it's basically broke. It's five years. It's, it's a book. I, it, it talks about uh, uh,
2: Damien, Damien John
1: Williams. I mean, Damien John. It's a dude who created FUBU. Oh, 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 yeah. oh. Dwayne
2: Johnson. The Power what, of Being Broke. Damien Johnson. Damien
1: Johnson. Damon Johnson, that's it. Damon Johnson <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah Damon Johnson. The Power so, of Being
1: Broke. The Shark Tank guy.
3: Well, yeah. well, no, no. This one is talking. I was just relating this to the athletes. Um. Is, is say like over, over 65% of professional athletes go bankrupt after they retire professionally. So here's the thing, right? Here's the thing where we got to look more into just as, as African-Americans and knowing finance and money and how things work and sustainability. Uh, uh, you mentioned uh, about uh, black, black people in general always going for the monetary things because here's the thing. If I said, Joe, I will give you a million dollars right now, or I will give you eighty five thousand dollars a year for the next fifteen years, but I give you a million dollars right now and you have to salary that out for the next five years, guess who's gonna have more money in the long run? Yeah. I'm I'm gonna have more money in the long run. But but here's the thing, people don't realize that that million dollars gets taxed at a way different way a way a way different number. Okay, and then your cost of living go higher because you feel like you got a million dollars. So without even going too much into depth in that, people don't look at at how that's played out. These are these people's careers, so you don't even think about that. Oh man, I made one hundred and forty k for the last ten years. Damn, that was just like me signing a two point a two point a one point eight million
1: dollar contract. Yeah, no, no, they definitely don't look at it like that.
3: You know, they don't think at it like that, and then they don't also realize is that the debt to income ratio in the power of credit. So if I bring home 140, guess how much that I can finance? I can finance damn near up to a million dollars.
1: See, that's like people don't understand what a record deal is. I got another episode uh, coming up about the insights on record deals because a lot I hear a lot of people be like, I don't want to work, I'm about to get a record deal. I'm like, <laughs> what are you talking about? You talking about you don't want to work, you about to get a record deal. So basically, you about to leverage yourself and go in there and get a high interest loan. On your yourself, on your like, on yourself, on yourself. and so at their discretion, yeah. at their discretion though, they can shelf you at any time. Like you, crazy. That's crazy. You go in there and let them high interest loan you eighty thousand dollars and act like it was a half a million.
3: Right.
1: You come and, home and, with
3: and that's the, and and that's the problem is that you know a a lot of a lot of our people just really don't know like understanding how how taxes work, understanding how. Salaries work, the return like like i i'll give you I'll give you a, a perfect example you know of just just knowledge uh, in itself, okay, so we're talking about college right now. If you ever think about it, college give you uh, i I'm, I could be wrong with this number don't quote me on the number, but college will give you fifty thousand dollars for undergraduate. that's in loan money if mm-hmm. you qualify being poor, right? That's somebody giving you fifty thousand dollars to get kickstarted on your life. So you think they will give you fifty thousand dollars if they didn't know that you can get on your hustle and go make fifty thousand dollars and pay them fifty dollars on a fifty thousand dollars?
1: Cause they want it back for real. That thing be.
3: But here's know. the thing: if they want it back for. They do want it back. But here's what I'm trying to tell you: America is designed for us to be in debt. Oh period. yeah. Period. For sure that. So we have uh, watch this. America's in debt and the Federal Reserve the one that print the money. True. Think True. about that. So so there's good debt and bad debt. Managing debt is something that black people don't understand. So you might say, Why would they give me fifty thousand dollars? Well they gave me fifty thousand dollars, but they only asking back for fifty a month. Fifty dollars a month.
1: So I haven't so a... go ahead.
3: So the thing is they'll they'll own they'll they'll you'll be in debt to them. But as long as you're in debt to them, guess what? Their company is worth billions, meaning they can, they can borrow more because their credit line has increased more. That's capitalism at its finest. That's how America does. That's how we $3 trillion in debt and they can keep buying more because they're making the payment. Yeah. So black people got to realize that, oh, okay, well, if they're giving me $50,000 and I will have to pay them 50 a month, but I can make $50,000. But watch this. What if I take that $50,000 and then I say, okay, this year I'm going to save 10000 and I go do a small business and I run a small business, then I do all my tax write-offs for $50,000 income. Now I don't have to pay them nothing. Now I don't even have to pay no taxes on my income because I, I ran the money through my tax ID. True. Then and I'm getting write-offs. And if I got, I got kids, if I got property, I'm going to get money back. See, these, these are the things that we don't know. We just think about monetary value. Give me the money. Give me the money. But we ever wonder how, you know, how I I hate to say white because there's black people that do this as well. But we always wonder how how white white America thrived, the middle class. You know, when you see when you see an old white man and he got a, you know, you in Cali, you see them and they got a a, a beautiful home. That's, you know, nine hundred thousand or one point five million. You like, man, how do they how do they afford this stuff? But you don't even realize that the drug dealer next door are are the 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 scammer next door actually have more cash than them right for sure but but the difference is the difference is locking into the equity lock it into the equity if you build your financial portfolio meaning that watch this if i make if i make 140k a year right let's say my take home is about eight nine grand a month right what if I just put three, three to four thousand of that back into a business where I'm gonna get the write-off, so I ain't got to give it in taxes anyway, right. because I set my small business up. Wh- what about, what about, what about the bins that I want to drive? Instead of me going to the car lot trying to get a loan for for the bins, how about I finance it? In, and, and and how about um, instead of financing it, how about I lease the bins? Because I got four thousand dollars down, and and then I'm only I'm only leasing it for 32 months. But guess what? I got this under my company name, so that's a direct write-off back to my pocket. Every mile that I put is a direct write-off. Insurance that I pay on it every month is a direct write-off back to my pocket. See, these are the things where we see a doctor pull up in a Benz. We think he went and dropped a hundred K. Like Kanye West say, uh, you know, he was being being uh, uh, sarcastic in a song. He said something about. Uh, the boy here i seen something in a in a, uh, uh, a Rolls Royce. Only difference. His was rented. His might have been rented and mine was tenant. Yeah. What people don't even realize is that that's that that, that that's that's the, the smart thing to do. That's what middle class do. And guess what? The The other portion of that they take. How much food does it take a month? How much gas does it take a month? You know, so when you get to talking about over hundred and some k, you paying four thousand into a mortgage, right? So, oh, you got this big beautiful home. People think it's stupid, but guess what? That's equity, fool. So every every four thousand that you done put into your house, that's like putting it in a savings account. Even if even if it don't, even if the market don't don't grow an inch, even if you don't get any profit on that, twenty five years later, guess what you done put up every month? Four thousand dollars.
1: See. So the same as much as you, are, yeah. Huh? I said that's the same as much you've been paying on the mortgage.
3: Yeah, but you living for free. Yeah. So now you done lived in, a, and that's that's saying if the if the housing market don't even rise, that's like you putting back four racks. But you done lived in this big house. So how much does food cost? I just told you how to drive the bins for free. So I what? just what's well, so all now we're talking about now? All we talking about is a couple of shirts and some shoes and some vacations. You can manage that on three thousand dollars with free money if you lock four into your mortgage. If you if you lock three into living expenses and, and and put the rest, you know, into your company, bro. You can flip the money. That's how they got it set up in America.
1: So let me ask you when a people
3: question. People
1: don't power money. So let me ask you a question, Marcus. What? so what do you think is, is everybody qualified to run a business should we be promoting that everybody should just like become an entrepreneur because i be seeing that everybody especially in the black community that's everybody go to line like i'm gonna own my own business i'm own my own business and true enough that's like a good thing to promote you know promote owning your own business but i wanted to ask marcus since you know you definitely uh
2: an independent business owner like
1: uh, is
2: that for everybody so, I'm going to say, you know, just with America being ran on a small business, you know what I'm saying, is, um, is something that everybody should shoot for. Um, I, going back to just investing in, you know what I'm saying, what it is you're trying to do. Uh, I don't think you shouldn't just go and start a business and not invest um, in the know-how of running a business because at the end of the day, you, you are getting ready to uh, be over somebody's career, somebody's future. So you definitely just want to definitely um, be able to pour back into your employees. Um, but I always say, I mean, because by trade, I'm a barber. Um, a lot of these barbers out here, they have it misunderstood of being self-employed and being a, a business miss, you know. So that thing is just cool. I just work for myself. Well, at the end of the day, yeah, it's a difference from working for yourself and then working for your clients, you know. Um, a lot of times I get new clients just based off of, uh, Barbara's not respecting people's time because at the end of the day people make appointments so they can go in and, and get out because they got other things to do then you got some people that come in there and just sit and wait you know what I'm saying because they don't mind waiting, but you showing up late or you not um are you running behind every time they got an appointment like that's not good business you know so i I would say if you' gonna start a business if you gonna if you're gonna be an entrepreneur like you have to understand um the difference um of people's time you got to understand the difference of you know what I'm saying? How to manage people. Um, not to, you know what I'm saying? Not to throw your weight around. Oh, I'm the, I'm the boss. I'm the CEO. Man, a lot of my cars that I have don't even say CEO. Huh? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it, a lot it, of people, because I,
1: I just see that in our community. A lot of people want to own their own stuff, but I don't know if it's for the right reason. I don't know if they're qualified to. Uh, should we be passing down the knowledge of owning? Because, you know, okay, for instance, uh, you know how. Now, I mean, it's not popping, but it is popular to pass down the so-called real estate knowledge, how everybody right. is mm-hmm. big on, like, flipping the house knowledge. But everybody might not be qualified to be a real estate investor. You know what I'm so
2: saying? So I, I, I'm going to tell you. So here's, here's where I would challenge, challenge that statement respectfully, is that it's not that they're not qualified to be uh, a business owner, a real estate flipper, is the question really is, are they qualified to be disciplined enough to uh, be what it wants to be? Because, you know, the big thing with us growing up, I mean, we all born in the 80s, you know what I'm saying, raised in the 90s, everybody want to be Mike. But at the end of the day, are you disciplined enough to be Mike? You know, Mike shooting 200 shots before practice, 200 shots after practice, you know, first in, last out type deal. Um, and the one thing that I, I listened to a, a motivational speaker that uh, I I never really even just paid attention that Mike did it until just looking at the videos. Uh, a guy by the name of Eric Thomason, he he pointed out when Mike won the championship, he was worrying about the next year. Okay, I got this one. All right, I, I celebrate it. I'm done. Then uh, when Emmitt Smith, when they won, he uh, he was like he had did a commercial, and he was right back in, in the gym lifting weights. And they said, Emmitt, you're not going to rest? And he took two seconds between sets and said, "All right, t- I rest now. It's time to go get the next one." So, again, is we always want to beat a man or we want to beat a woman? Because, and like you said earlier, Joe, in regards to just the financial standpoint, just from what they see, the the glamour like that. I want to be to a label because I see all the the money, I see the cards and all that. But they don't see the behind the scenes. They don't see the work that go into it. Right. Like if people like I, I do. For instance, I just I, I don't I don't mind sharing my story because everything that I have done is has has made me who I am and put me in a position I am. A lot of people see that I've started my own cognac, but none of them really wanna understand that shoot man, a couple of weeks ago I, I was damn near homeless. You know what I'm saying? Right. I couldn't pay my rent. You know what I'm saying? And I and I, it wasn't a point that and I have the money that I use that I got from pre sales. I could've used that to pay my bills, but that's not good business, you know, practice. So you know what I'm saying? You, you got to know how to separate your business from your, from so, your so personal. So, do you have
1: a, you? And you have a degree in everything, right? And I have you, a degree, and you
2: work, right? And I work. And you I have a trade, right? And I have a trade.
1: So, the the general question would be: How did you fall back to old rent, or how did you?
2: Because everything that I have, uh, did I'm, you miss I believe... being,
1: or did like you know, or are you no. not making enough?
2: So. There's two folds to that. One, I, I'm not making enough, and then two, every extra thing that I got, I put it towards my business. So that goes back to me saying that everybody want to be Mike, but don't nobody want to be looking. Don't nobody want to be Marcus three days from getting put out and having to go hustle up selling oils, cutting hair, doing all this stuff, being tired, not being able to. But I'm gonna do what it takes to make sure that this business is is need to do what it do because at the end of the day, when I was when I was raised, you got two things as a man: you got your name and your word. So I didn't put my name out there, and I, and I didn't tell the people there what I'm gonna do for them. So I had to make sure that I came through. So that's what I'm saying. Like everybody, don't – when you put my struggle in somebody else's hands, and they're gonna follow. You know what I'm saying? You, I, I may be sitting with with the lowest hand at the at the poker table, but you know what? I'm gonna play this hand because I, I think I still think I, even with this weak hand in my hand, I think I got a better hand than you got four of a kind sitting over there. You know what I'm saying? So what? So. Do, so-
1: um, uh, not to mean to cut you off, but so what do you think of people? So okay, so I live in California now, as everybody know, and it's very diverse out here, right, right? You know, so it's a lot of um, it's a lot of diversity, a lot of intermixing of different races living together. You know, by each other, right. the same neighborhood and the community. Um, and you know, I talk to a lot of you know uh, people that's not black, you know, and I uh, I got a lot of friends, you know. I actually my girlfriend is Filipino. Uh, so, you know, I, I have opportunity to talk to her friends and everything and I get a lot of questions about black culture and I like to tell them, you know, to ask me questions that way they are not getting like a false narrative. Right. You know what I'm saying? Or what's going on? And uh, You know, they asked me a quest, certain questions and I wanted to ask you guys like, what do you think about people that say um, black people are playing victim? when they say it's not an unfair playing field and they say uh, black people are playing victim and that we have the opportunities as everybody else because we are here together. And so so- I,
2: let, me, let me just let me just touch on this real quick. What, 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 let me just say this. So I wanna say it may have been probably about two years or maybe about a year and a half ago, I started this thing on Facebook called Fresh Fridays. You know what I'm saying? I was doing that for a cool little minute. And one of the things, uh, I talked about was that very same topic, uh, being black in America uh, against being black against the society. Uh, I mean, against the um, justice system. So there was two things, two two points that I made. There was an article done on two athletes. Okay, one was a white athlete and one was a black athlete. Okay, the black athlete article and the same same topic. They both failed their drug test and they were suspended. So the a- black athlete, when they mentioned him failing the drug test, the, this is what it was said. Uh, I forget the athlete name, it doesn't even really matter, but I'll just use my name in there just for time
0: purposes. sake. Yeah, yeah reference
2: purposes. Marcus Goss has failed drug tests due to weed. Okay. Now, the other athlete was a white athlete, let's say Mike Smith failed the drug test due to uh, smoking marijuana, and so that right there already lets you know that it's, it's a different uh, it's a difference when it comes to being black and being against something else. And I, I brought the point. Somebody brought the point. Well, that might have, and there was two different there was two different uh, writers that wrote that report. So then I had to bring up the uh, the uh, the case with the the young man. The young white man and the young black man, both of them killed families um, from driving drunk. And the white kid, he killed four. Now, four people would die behind him driving drunk. Okay? I forget his name. There's been some time. But then the black kid, he killed one person. And I'm not saying that that one person life meant more than another four. That's not what I'm saying. But. That what the sentence that was handed down to the young black man is that he was sent to juvenile hall and was going to be tried as an adult once he got to a certain age. The white kid, he got um, sent to a rehab uh, center. Now, a lot of people will say there's been that might have been two different situations. It was the exact same judge after he handed down the sentence to the white kid he he uh he retired he got off the board now of course there might have been dudes or some other things but that goes to show that we don't have we don't play from the same field that everybody else play from they fear us so they try to they try to put us in a situation to where we get institutionalized by being in jail or We now we can't do certain things because we have a felony on our record or things like that. So they try to have a a reason why I didn't get picked over Mike. Well, Marcus, you have a felony on your record. Mike doesn't. That's why it was not because Mike is white and you're black. No, that's that is why. So it definitely is a difference between being black in America and being anything else.
1: What what you got to say Uh because the thing is that I hear a lot of people not being in tune with how long ago slavery actually was. Or how how the everyday opportunities.
2: Yeah, that's the dumbest less. thing ever. Yeah, I, I we, don't understand. But see we're living of- in modern day slavery. And we're, I, listen, I, I'm glad we're Because I can really go in on that one. Because that's the dumbest thing ever. I, 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 that's the dumbest shit I hear. No. Slavery was 400 years ago. Motherfucker, I'm still living in slavery. People don't understand that so
3: so i mean you know man this is a uh this is a double sword question by the way man um, do You feel
1: like do you, know, you feel like you've been playing victim because of... so
3: so here's the thing man um you know i'm a kanye west for a minute man so so man, tell me. tell the truth man
2: forget kanye west man tell the truth man
3: yeah yeah, truth. yeah that's what i'm saying that that's what i'm saying i'm gonna have to tell my truth I'm going to have to tell my truth, man. I'm going to have to tell my truth. Uh, as a black man in America, um, I'm definitely aware of racism. Um, and, and when I look at things and when I view things, I view things from a holistic standpoint. Um, and so not to say that the black struggle is the same as anybody else struggle. Um, so I'm aware of, of the racism. I'm aware of the social injustice. Uh, I'm aware of the modern-day slavery. I'm aware of the past slavery. Uh, I'm aware of the things uh, that that occurred, you know, within within our race. Um, But I'm also aware of the black culture. So I don't live my life personally from a victim standpoint. And the reason why I say that is because if I continue to live my life from a victim standpoint, then that means that there's no room for progress. That means that any progress... That is, that is that 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 stands a chance to be made have to be given versus
1: taken right but okay so, so not are you not not do you look at it from the victim aspect point? what do you right. think about people that saying that as a whole, we use the victim plight too much to uh, express the injustice that's going on in current day because they like well because uh, i I have been around people and uh i I'm gonna have them on the show eventually that tell me like you know y'all got the same opportunity as we do everybody on this earth now because i mean you hear what i'm here you got education like i do you work the same job as i work so so
3: so i i the the people who live who feel like they've been victimized man i think that's more of a, a of a it's a double sword again because, yes, they, yes we do be victimized, but at the same time, we have, we have equal opportunity because just as well as we just sat here and said, I have an opportunity to go to college. I have an opportunity to be a business owner. That means I have an opportunity to hire black. Um, that means that mean I have an opportunity to, to get an education just as, 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 as whites. So, so the, the
2: problem is you had an opportunity to get right equal education, like you, if you, you wasn't, good. Yeah, if you, but was... you really feel in your hold of hearts, and you at me and Hollywood, we have spent many nights, uh, just debating. You feel in your in your heart of hearts that we have equal opportunity out here as a black man in today's America?
3: Yes, I feel like we don't take advantage of those opportunities, and that's that's the point. That's the point that I want to get to. <laughs>
2: uh,
3: I, we, I'll give you. I'll give you an example, I'll give you an example of what I mean by that. I went to an HBCU, I remember getting a C in my class, well we're, we're about to get a C in my class and I told my professor, I said, if I had a child and they had a 3.8 GPA, I would make sure they would, that if they had the qualifying GPA, I would never send my kid to a black school. The professor wanted to know why, I said because, here it is that we, us black students is coming here. That's the way that you guys are making an earning. But, you know, when I take this Langston degree and I try to go get a job against the OU degree, who is more likely to get hired first? So why would you give me a C knowing that a C get a degree? No doubt. But even without having straight A's, I still this degree, this company can't compete with the other company. I said, and you know that I earned a C so I can do the coursework. So why would you give me a C and not an A, to be competitive, at least competitive? So we had a long talk. Long story short,
1: he understood what I was saying, but you guess what? You, he was you held to. You deserved to? the grade you didn't get. Like yeah. You, I, you, you I, thought I, you No, want, no you I, wanted the grade you didn't deserve. Absolutely. See, that's the problem right there, is because see that
3: that tricks people mind. Because in the black people mind, we say you got to work hard, you got to earn it. But then we turn around and say white supremacy. But we got the chance to have black supremacy yeah, because you guess a what? A? Yeah, you
1: got a C. You yeah, you got an A, but you earned a C. You can't do a turning the C on the paper, but then be like, look. Like you really just you listen, took some baby. Listen, hold hold, up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold like, up. Now who
3: told you? Her? Watch this. Just hear me out, y'all. Who told you that rule? Who told? Who taught you that? Told you who what? taught you that? What rule? me
2: what. That you,
3: that's... Who who told? Who taught you the rule that if I earned a C, I'm supposed to get a C? Who taught you that? I don't
1: know. That's the rules of the shit. The collegiate school. But girls. but guess
3: what? <laughs> but but watch this. That's that's the that's that's the rule that has been taught by authority. Authority being white majority. But guess what? When they, when they get a C, guess what they give their student? a A. And then we turn around and say, it's white supremacy. Just like you gave the example about the, the, the two black... Just, the, just how you gave the example of the two black... Of the white kid and the black kid sitting on trial? When, when the white... When the, what, what if the black judge that, that earned that position, of judge... What if he gave him the same supremacy as the white boy as the white judge gave the, gave the white kid instead of being held to the same that, that's the more, standard.
1: I look at that more it's just like unfair shit. That's like just unjust shit. We talking about more like yeah. consistent overall opportunities for like blacks because...
2: So his work, so, his work, no, that's gonna, what, what, where that's I'm talking what I'm saying. Joe, this is what
3: I'm saying. Joe, this is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying is that the the opportunity that we're talking about is we we're, we're looking for that opportunity to come from majority. So we say why example being why want white people why won't white people hire more black people? We don't have the same opportunity to get a job like white people. But what if the black business owners hire black people? Then we would have just as the equality in that. And we wouldn't have to depend on them to give it to us.
2: Right. So, I mean, that's the, that's, the, that's the whole thing is that, you know what I'm saying, we've got to pour
3: back into our own, which again, that goes back to accountability. So when you when you ask me, do I got the opportunity to go to college? Yes. Do I got the opportunity to be a business owner? Yes. Do I got the opportunity to be a president of the United States? Yes. Do I got the opportunity to be a heart surgeon? Yes. Do I got the opportunity to be Supreme Court justice? Yes. Do I got the opportunity to be a real estate mogul? Yes. Do I got the opportunity to be a billionaire? Yes. All of that is equal. It's here. It's live and direct. But we steady we, we, we continuously look at what white don't what white doesn't give us to say that, that it's in balance when we can bring balance within ourselves.
2: Well, we don't have that balance. We don't have that we, we're not in that position at the moment. So currently right now, until we get into a position. We are, they, bro, we are. This, that's where, that's knocking what call Dr.
3: Call King this, and him where, did, bro.
2: But this is what I'm gonna call you out on though. Because you said I, do I have the opportunity of being president? Now, I need you to be straight 100. Before Obama was president, did you ever think that you could be president of the United States? Yes, because I didn't. I thought
3: forward, bro. Not, not me personally, because that wasn't in my but, path. That's not what I wanted to do. I'm not but saying. I did believe, yeah. listen, okay. yes, yeah. I, yes, I'm answering you to say I believe the black man could be president. You don't. You guys don't realize that a black man changed the whole Western culture. I'm they changed the whole here's, Western here's, here's, culture and how we look
2: at democracy. Here's what I'm going Black to people question. did that. Not a Black lot of people, people did that. thought that it was possible to be a president no, until Obama became president. No, you didn't. I no, know. you it didn't. Is. No, no I, you I, didn't. I believe that we can. Be, just, listen, bro, listen. I just said I'm not one of them people. I said America, you, you look at America, not everybody thought that it was possible to be president because the first thing that somebody said when Obama was elected to be president was now it is a possibility that I can be a president as a young black kid. Now our kids can look at that as a as respect. And my you know sense, bro?
3: There has never been a Jewish president, bro, and the Jewish run the whole law, legal, and religious system in America.
2: And there's never been a Jewish president. I think that not, not everybody Not everybody got to be. You can be the first of anything. Everybody waits for that for that train or that bus to pass by for it to be a reality. At but, the end of the day, like it could be a reality without you seeing it. So at the end of the day, yes, we have we have that equal opportunity once we get in a position. We're not in a position. So for for you for Bro. me, that I feel like right now, if I was to walk into uh, uh, – the what I,
3: position we're looking for,
2: with a white man and I had the same qualification and a white right man is doing the interview. No I don't have the same I don't now I don't. watch this now watch this the problem the problem is you give that
3: example, but you're not giving the example of walking in an interview when you're the black man that's the c e o get that
2: example they don't have the I'm gonna tell you right they 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 won't because that's the problem that's the problem that's what I'm trying
3: to get you to understand because you're telling me listen listen bro listen you I'm saying that. I'm saying that the opportunity, the equal opportunity that's given relies within our own self. It doesn't rely within another race giving that to us. If that's the case, we have already done that with civil rights, with border rights. That's on the Constitution. That's on the law of the land, bro. We already got them rights. So We're
2: not not, talking about overall everything we're not just talking about stuff that's written into the constitution we're talking about the gray areas we're not talking about the black and white we're talking about the but gray this areas.
3: is what this is what i'm trying to tell you
2: are we're you asking about, me do about, i feel like a white person you. would
3: treat me equal
1: because that wasn't the question we're talking about you getting pulled over at night
2: uh yeah do, 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 do you feel like if a white person got pulled over at 10 30 at, at 12 o'clock midnight that they gonna have the same feeling that if, I, if as the black man is getting pulled over at 12, 12 o'clock midnight it depends on the demographics. And it ain't no depend. You, you think your, you think I, your little cousin I, I, in the hood? Video footage of a white man fighting two police officers in a, a fast food restaurant. He getting tased, pulled the tase out of him, and then they still try to wrestle him to the ground. But now here it is, we got people, black man, that's sitting in a wheelchair that can't even move and paralyzed and is getting killed. I can show you a man that's sitting out in New York. He just sitting there and he, so, he can't breathe and getting killed. They,
3: we so, don't have the same... We, we're So, not, we're not equal. so listen, we're not. listen, listen, bro, listen. So every example that you have given me has been an example of a white person treating me equal. Not treating you equal. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, not you said white that, treating not me equal you. or not. I'm asking you for an example of a black person treating me equal. But your thought is supremacy. You thinking like the white boy.
2: No.
1: No, so we, okay, so, when I get, so listen, do you feel like, do you feel, okay, so we was just talking about education, right? Do you feel if you were young black, if you were you but young in the hood, do you think you got the same chances of education as the white kid?
3: Absolutely not.
1: Why, why is that, though? Uh,
3: because of my, my, my classism not necessarily my race but because of my 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 class
1: okay now see now that's the thing so so okay i understand what you're saying now um so a lot of things that that goes on just now uh is confused as racism but is a classism thing Uh, yes i understand that uh you know that's one of the that's one of the classism is one of the reasons why i don't understand why a lot of whites and other races that's poor don't understand the struggle from black people because because like, not a because, because a, of the history because because if, you, if you're a poor person you're getting treated damn near like they racist against you but you don't even know that because you thinking that is a thing just based towards us but it's a classism so, thing also like yeah I, absolutely so
3: watch this watch this this to show you that not necessarily everything is racial related even though Things are racially motivated don't don't get me wrong example if i'm in the hood around if i'm in a hood who more likely to shoot me a police or 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 the or, or the crosstown rival
1: let's be real but see the thing about that is and i see now i understand what you're saying but understand this that's like when people be like oh what about black on black crime yeah well watch is, this look, what what yeah. if i was in a white hood what
3: if i was in the white hood if you was white, the same if, thing if, don't happen
1: if you was white you might have an opportunity to get killed by a white crosstown rival exactly mm-hmm. so that's a classism issue nah, so now you're looking nah. at it holistically but no i'm talking about no, <laughs> not the no. class before and the you even get to class <laughs> before you even get to class so because so i mean if that's the case i mean no so now that's the thing about that issue that i was talking about it's very very great area you know when you start talking about classism because you can slide racism in there
2: classism you know is me yeah. not getting approved for a loan because of where I'm living that me getting killed is a racism thing a racism me, issue yeah me getting an unjust uh uh, sentence is a racism thing. It's not a classism thing. Like So I let me. It. So watch this. Everything, uh, everything so, is not a racism so thing. let me. Everything let me, ask you, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Racism, the day, you ask. Answer this for me. Answer person, this for me. Black person in America. Here's where I'm gonna tell you that Walmart is one of the biggest companies in the world. Walgreens is falling behind them in in the, in, the, in the top. They had lawsuit. From if, if you were a black woman at the time that Walmart was dealing with lawsuits as well as Walgreens, you were promoted heavily because black women were getting overlooked purposely. So for you to tell me that it's a classism thing, I can't agree with you when you got too many documented instances out here of it being a racism a thing. thing. So, so, so listen, I, I,
3: I'm not saying that racism doesn't exist. I never said that. What what I'm what I'm what I'm trying to communicate here is that you're only looking at it at, from a victim standpoint. No, so I'm not. So going back to your yes, because watch this. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Is there white people that's killed by cops? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Wrong. So oh, hold, on. Wrong hold, on. No. hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold no. on. Hold on. You you answered yes. So so what motivated but, them to be killed why, actions, why did they get killed
2: their actions
3: okay so there there, there have not been any discrepancies on on white people getting killed uh, on white people getting killed
2: so it's been more black than white
3: now you're talking about more but it's still occurring
2: but it's not it's not a it's not something that you fear as a white man leaving your house that you're gonna be killed by the hands that are supposed to protect you. That's like you saying that if you go to your mom's house, that you're gonna be that that you fear that she gonna kill you, versus you going to your wife's house.
3: Well, well, no, that's just like saying that I fear that I will be killed in Richmond before I will be killed by a cop pulling me over.
2: But that's, that's, be, that's, that's, so totally that's, that, that's reality, man. That's, that's not, the world not that we live this. in. We're not talking about Crosstown Road. We're not talking about gangs. We're not talking about turfs. We're talking, we're about, talking about the hands yeah, that are made to, that they sworn in to serve and protect, not serve and kill. There's okay. a situation. So, so, so so, so, those, that's so, it. so, so watch this. So, so
3: watch this. What, what about, is there black police officers? Yeah. Okay. Is agree. there black oh, Hold on, hear me out Is there black prosecutors, is there black judges Yeah So what is the role In bringing equality Into the police force
2: The same role As it is for everybody that comes in there But why do you think Why do you think they don't take on that role they why, why they not
3: advocate Why they don't advocate for black people
2: I can't speak for them I don't So, know. But, you
3: can, but you can speak for the people that's not police.
2: I'm speaking for the I'm speaking for the things that have happened. I'm speaking for facts. I'm not speaking for the from, from the right. But you can't you can't be just speaking for facts that.
3: Because, because there's black people, there's black cops that actually stand up against injustice. There's actually black judges that yeah. stand up against injustice.
2: Okay, so now you're talking about now you're talking about now you from what you're saying is like if I say that all cops were bad, I, I'm not talking about that. But as far as from a documented standpoint, there have been more hands that have killed black men that are white than they were black men that have killed black people. There's been more white hands as a police officer to kill black than there's been more black hands to kill white people. So at the end of the day, I hear where you're trying to go with this. Yes, we have an obligation to the things. But at the same time, I'm not going to I'm not going to throw away my obligation and just forget the fact of what's actually going on in reality. about police when you talk about when you talk
1: when you talk about police injustice
2: when you talk about police
1: injustice or like you know police doing shady shit i like that you got to group in black and white police together right under yeah. the matter and of being a police so man, they they all treat niggas bad they treat black so,
2: people bad like it's
1: that's the thing like
2: let me give uh, you a let me give you a a a, a real live... I, I, I exactly. can agree to that. I can agree okay, to that. Now we're but, talking about outside. now nah, nah, out, nah,
1: let's talk about outside the police.
2: So listen, I have a four. My, at the time, my son, my son is currently now five. At the time, I want to say he was three and a half, maybe going on four. We were at Raising Cane's getting something to eat, and it was a black officer. And I said, "MJ, what is it? What do you do when you see a police officer?" He said, "Run." So the fact that the matter that's, is, bad you, no that's bad on you, bro. That's, that's no bad parenting for you. That's bad parenting for you. so you saying that you speaking out of time. You don't even know. You don't even know what I was getting ready to how I'm finishing that. You, you quick to say that's bad parenting because that's something to go to. But at the end of the day, as a man, when I told him, no, that's not what you do. You respect the officer. I, I told him in respect. I teach my son how to respect. At the end of the day, what I'm saying to you is, as a black man, as a black person. You see those things going on. It's going on around you. So at some point, they kids are sponges. So I don't care how great of a parent you are, you can't shield your your child from from the world. It's it's going to happen, and they're going to pick it up, regardless of how good or how bad of a parent you are.
3: And but you for me, see, you at have the end of day, I teach you have to educate them
2: on that. I have to educate them. You have to educate them on. You said what? You have to educate them on that. At, at the end of the day, this is a four year old person there's a lot of things that you're going to educate your child on and they're going to come to you before you even got a chance to educate them on that. so so as they learn from
1: because in the world yeah,
2: you're a new parent right now so you, this is your first child. so at the end but of the day just bro i'm raising child.
1: nephews
3: i'm raising nephews yeah, and i had to raise myself so okay that's, so, that's, so, that's let's get back to that's what we are talking about because
2: look at the end of the day like you're going to find that's different from raising your child than raising niece and nephew. And it definitely you don't is. That out. No, it
3: definitely Nah, is. It, so, it, it all costs money. But it, all, it all costs money. Money. No, no, it's, diff- no, it's different. No,
2: it's
1: different. The the uh it's, going, it's real different. The level of the teaching know, No, no,
3: no. You give you can, you you can parent of, kids without being a biological parent, bro. So you can, you're wrong you about can. that. No, you can
1: but when you can, we you can, but parenting your own kid is different. It, it yes. is. It's definitely different. Like so you you would know that though because like before I had my kids, I raised Little niggas all the time, but it wasn't until I had my sons that it it's a different outlook on a lot of things comes with raising your own kid. Uh, the, uh. Parenting, the parenting style uh, changes, you know what I'm saying? There's a lot of things that you might have thought goes one way and that you might have been doing one way that when you get your kid, uh, it can't go that way. And then you be like, Bro. oh, you know. It's a lot of, it's a Look, lot of, and it's a lot of I, inner struggles I mean, actually.
3: All, all, all of that's, all of that's, all of that's taken into accountability. But again, you know, um, I, I definitely understand about learned behavior. So it, for my, my nephews, my nephews, absolutely. They, they see stuff about police and, and, and especially coming from what they, that i have a, a four year old who was scared of the police. All we had to say was the police come in here and start crying. But after after spending a year with me, guess what? Now he looks for the police. Oh, look! There go a police officer. He's happy about it because he have a different perspective of it. So you have to you. Go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. So so a- as far as police, um, one of my job. I just actually I was just in charge of um uh, diversity inclusion, and you can Google this because uh, it was all over the radio and in news articles. I just did the hiring for Oklahoma City Police Department and Fire Department for Black Diversity and Inclusion. Do you think, As I, a do Black, do you, think you feel uh, this
1: way because of your experiences with stuff like that and you being involved with?
3: I, I feel that way because I see both sides now. So being from Richmond, where I had to swallow dope and I was chased and my house done been raided, I done beat up by police, I done been lied on so, by okay, police. Let me ask you a question. So, so you experienced post-police
1: brutality? You experienced huh? have you experienced police brutality? Have, yes. So yes. do you think that you experienced some of it just because you was black? Yeah. Absolutely. So have you ever experienced anything outside of the police area that you felt that been unfairly because you've been black? Uh yes. I have. So how how could you be like is you don't see it not being fair or you, you know what i'm saying that you're seeing it that right everybody and, have and i get and i
3: get what you said i i understand and that's why i said for me i look at things holistically because let me give you an example i'm from california so i never really experienced racism outside of even police right right, right. but guess what i experienced classism so for black people who have money they treated me like shit they treated me they treated me worse than white people treated me, okay? They're black. So the emotional abuse that I, the, the displacement in this world that I felt, guess what? Guess who took the life of my cousins and my mom and my close relatives? It wasn't the hands of a cop. So I just can't erase that and personalize, and personalize the, the victimization of the police and not categorize it all to be the same.
1: Right, okay, so... What about not the police? Let's, let's lead the police out of it, right? Let's okay. lead the police out of the unfair and unjust conversation. Now, let's okay. talk about everything else, Just all around in this world today. You saying that right. we have an equal opportunity, that you feel that black people everywhere, because like you just said, you don't feel like you'll be getting an equal education if you're from the hood. Like, can you get an equal education in somebody that's from the burbs or somebody that's white? probably not. no no and, that's and so a, so that, and those, those are the little things that i'm talking about like why like why like what is what about that like what about the fact that those things aren't equal and that should be equal
3: okay so so if that's the case then we need to live in a communist world
1: but that's not Where- gonna happen OK, happen,
3: yeah. I, my point, exactly. So because I know that can't happen, then I can't mentally allow myself to be trapped to, to think of a reality of victim. So my thing is, oh, OK, well, how come how come in the suburbs they get better education than when I'm in the hood? So oh, are you talking, so that's are you the talking same about if I only got ten dollars, I can get some Payless shoes versus if I got two hundred, I can get some Jordans. So then, what? What? Now math come into play. I got to work my tail off so that I can have the same equality that they get. Now, my point, my problem is that when I do make the $200 and I go to get the same shoe, when, when, when a black man is in place to give me that shoe, why he don't give me the same love that that white person give their counterpart? Why do he play by a different game?
1: Okay, see, yeah, so let me think. So, okay. Let's talk. We, we're we talking about more of a, we're talking about a more of a direct and talking about like uh for instance, we're not talking about people that's able to obtain okay. the knowledge and to be able to make their journeys different. You know what I'm saying? Like, because okay. I understand what you're saying. Like, we do got all the opportunities to read the same books, to go to the same, you know what I'm saying? To do things like that. You know what I'm saying? We do have the opportunity to educate yourself and- get to where you got to get to and, right. and i understand where you at in the in the mind frame of you can't think like a victim you are using the unjustly as motivation because if, if we think as a victim then then we'll guess what? imagine a if, victim. imagine if, imagine if martin luther king thought as the victim yeah 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 no 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 i know what you're saying but i'm i'm not talking so you're more so, on your self-theory and about okay how you, in, in
3: general. Yeah, okay and how
1: how yeah and more how you view it and that's the thing like like for instance right. like me i don't view myself yeah. as no victim because i worked hard yeah. i bust my ass every day to get where i'm at right but i'm talking about people that can't like our kids and our nephews and nieces that's just right. unbeknown to the knowledge I, I, yeah, why I, is it absolutely absolutely, absolutely man, like, man I, um no point like this like I, you
2: got it like you saying you think from both sides but you thinking from both sides, but you speak in from how you would handle things. Like at the end of the day, like I don't handle like I started when I said it before. I said the things that I say, it's gonna make you think a different way. It's not gonna be the way that the generation go. I'm I don't I'm not the one that's gonna say if it ain't broke, it don't fix it. Hell, the internet wasn't broke when it was dial up. It just made it better. But at the end of the day, you gotta you gotta hit you gotta look at the reality of things that are happening. These are facts. And that's who is I don't care. I don't care what school you go to. Two plus two gonna be four. So when the facts are there, you can't argue with what's already black and white. What the what you can argue and what you can debate and have and have equal and, and and healthy dialogue is about is about the gray area. And right now, black people live more in a gray area or and, and is judged more on a gray area than anybody outside of our race. Is well, it right?
3: How no, can, can how, how, how can you say that? How can you say that when 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 a double thing that that, the problem okay so let me let me let me just let me go back to joe and just answer that answer that direct yes there's social injustice yes we lack equal opportunity but when you talk about equal opportunity remember the key word here is opportunity so that opportunity is given so if we ever looking for the majority to give us that equal opportunity, then we're we're living in denial. So you, That's you why we have be living in denial forever.
1: So you more on the you you more on the wavelength of like uh it being like this. So I mean ain't no sense of us thinking that it's gonna be a no. different way. So you need to be getting up on your job instead of complaining well, and being like, Oh, 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 cause you'll fall into the well, trap of being like, I'm a victim, I'm a victim. You saying just keeping the mind frame of like don't be waiting thinking that that you know what i'm saying like
3: so yeah so don't be waiting
1: on a handout because it was so messed up just know like we here we making some progress but we do got the opportunity to make it to the top like you can be a doctor or you can be a lawyer
3: yes because because that's the the way that i view that is because the mental trap if i I'm not denying what's going on with police. I'm not denying when you go into a bank and there's a white loan officer, if they're going to give you a higher interest rate than they would their white counterpart. I'm
1: not denying that world. That's the world that we live in. I'm but about how what do you, I'm saying... How do, you go huh? tell, how do you go tell the 13-year-old boy on the south side of Chicago that he could be a doctor or he can be a lawyer? How can he? Because like, you know what, I'm like, what he, do you tell him to because, do? Go, just go to school, school, in
3: this neighborhood right. is closed. Now watch this. Now, now, now this is the power of education, and when I say law, it's super important. Because watch this. If you in the hood, guess what we don't realize is that Bush Sr. Made it, made it a federal law that any top 10% of any public school, you can get accepted into any public university. You qualify I just told you about student loans opening the conversation. So guess well, what? If I went to Randall climates, but that's I took sure. my butt to school every day.
2: Who, who, who knows that? Who who's having that conversation? That's again. That's that's what but talking.
3: the who's reason why it? we're not having that conversation is because we're having a conversation of not being given the equal opportunity. The same way we're not giving, not that. we're not having a conversation about salaries and tax write offs.
2: So again,
3: we got to have more of a, we got to know more of the opportunity we have versus what's being done to us. Not saying that what's being done to us is not important.
2: Right. But there's and two spots. Like I, I said, you can't that, mention slavery, but you don't
3: mention freedom is
2: our equal opportunity is, is going to be an athlete, not to go be a judge. I'm not no athlete. I'm not no athlete. I'm not saying that you are. IFC, you, know, you can't you, you you're thinking from your standpoint, I'm thinking you got to think from the community standpoint What's fed into our communities. And you again you but said they're, we're they're the ones people. that have to
3: feed our community so we could continue yeah. to feed that we're not good enough. They're not giving yeah. it to us. We it's can't so, get it, equal opportunity. Then guess what ends up happening?
2: It's not it's not about that. It's, it's about what's being fed into the communities. Again, it goes back to but why you, is it you, only one awareness
3: being spreaded?
2: you tell me because
3: going back to our responsibility so was, so so that that's what i'm saying i, okay, I get okay, it. let me break something I, down for I won't you be okay a lie look, i, if I said you.
1: That. look i got something for you though. hold on look, I, got, I got something for you right okay. here so you say it's our our responsibility right yes so you talking about us as people right right us, us as a uh, race right? us us as a race yeah us as, a, as race. a race now listen though now who who taught you what you know like who 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 taught you when you was little? Black people. No, I'm talking about like who taught you like your mama, grandma, granddad. Yeah, auntie. my my moms. Okay. Some yeah. of my you know grandma, moms, my right? auntie. Your moms, right? So people. who taught your moms? So you talking about your moms were born in what the '50s or something like that? You know, back then. So who who right. ta- who yeah. taught your moms? Your grandma? Probably so. Yeah. Who taught your grandma a slave? You know what I'm saying? Actually, like your your great grandma, yeah. you know, was a slave, probably, yeah. wasn't he? Right, like,
3: probably. You know what I'm well, like, so, so think well, about my that. my great grandma is Indian, and and I know, and in, in, in a, my my situation with my family is a little different because no, yeah, no. I know I, no, I I'm know just, my family, too, but I get what you're yeah, saying. No, 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 I,
1: I, I'm not talking about like I'm not talking about your family tree. I'm just talking about two two or three people removed from you, probably didn't even get a chance to go to school. So you know True. what I'm saying? You're talking about probably like. Because most, like, my grandma, she, she dropped out of school. I don't know. My grandma probably went to school to, like, the fourth grade or something. You know right, what I'm no like, doubt. So, so, you know, my mom went to high school. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just right. thinking about that, though. Like, why? How is that even? Well, my grandma didn't have civil
3: rights. My grandma couldn't
1: vote. No, that's what I'm saying. So, that's what, so, like, so just think about that. When you're saying it's our responsibility, we just not getting to the point of being able to pass down this information. Like, absolutely, because this your first. I mean, because you're probably the first set of people in your family that can pass this information down now. Absolutely, absolutely. But, but we talking about why, when you was born, when did, why you didn't have an opportunity to get all of this information off the wheel? Like, why weren't you allotted the opportunity to not be selling crack and having to swallow crack and run from the thing? You know what I'm saying? be because i mean or, or would you the, say or would you i mean because i'm i'm pretty much sure you didn't want to be no 15 year old moving no work
3: no nah, absolutely not it had to be something i mean and i'm ignorant. guessing it was was it was it was and the reason why i tell you it was ignorance in the the lack of in a lack of spread of knowledge is because I know white people, I mean, excuse me, I know black people who worked in factories and their grandfather bought their first home and that built their generation wealth. And by the time their kids got my age, they had two generations of some money.
1: See, but see, this is the thing. But 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 that's opportunity. See, this is one of the things, though, is that uh, that I be trying to spread to people. We always talk about generational wealth because we are born in generational poverty, but we're also born in generational illiteracy. You know what I'm saying? We don't have the – and the reason why is, though, because at the bottom line is it's not about playing victim. And this goes to where the first point was at. It's not about playing victim, but why are we not given the same opportunities on the jump? Like why we got to work twice as hard to make it to the same spot as somebody working regularly? But that's a lie.
2: That's that's what what I'm trying to tell you. It's reality
1: no, no. The, the reason the reason
3: why we have to we think we have to work twice as hard yeah, is I because think. we don't re- we don't
1: realize that us just working good enough is good enough. Marcus got the I work twice as hard face off <laughs> yeah. yeah
2: it's not it's, it's not it's not it's not a thing because here, here's the thing about it is that it's a it's a reality because at the end of the day like I said t- go back it goes back to just a lawsuit. I'm just dealing with facts I'm not even gonna, I'm not even trying to put my opinion on this thing. But there's a reason why one of the top supermarkets and and, and retail stores out there is being sued by black women. If you're a woman, one, it's a good place at that time to be at Walmart. If you're a black woman, you're even in a better situation because now they have to promote you because they've been putting a foot, for lack of a better expression, on your neck and not moving you up. There's a lot more men in power than there is in women in power. It's, it, 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 women have the same, and, I, and we can go from a sexism standpoint.
3: But every, are, every, Marcus, everything that you're saying, everything that you're saying is valid. But you're not looking at the other side.
2: I'm, I am looking at the other side. That's what you're not understanding. I'm you just,
3: listen. Side. Watch this. Let me, let me play back to you what you just said. You're telling me about. Listen. You're telling me about how black women was victimized. But in the same context, you're telling me how they were supported and promoted.
2: Because of a because but, of, but you don't because realize this part unjust. of that
3: that you're promoting
2: because of
1: the like, like ingest. Like that's like, it, it, like you, it, that's like you it, being like that's like you being like you bought every that's like you being like you that's like you giving it, everybody reparations so, because we okay, were slaves so me, and you being like shit. Why y'all man nah? I gave you the money. Shit. Here here here's a no, here's a fresh
3: no point. no. Bro, I'm not saying why you mad. I'm saying. You can't, look, look, if, if okay. you get, look, watch this, Joe, listen. Listen to what I'm saying, Joe. If you grew up all your
1: life, Joe. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. hold
2: on, Go ahead, Marcus, what do you say? Where does the token black guy expression come from? There's a reason why they have it. Why do you think that they, they have a quota that they have to meet for a certain uh, minority to be hired, or they gonna look at it, is that they passing up? Okay. Of, Go business, Huey P. Person, Newton, going Panther Panther Panther
3: Panther P. Newton going back to the Black Panther, P. Panther P. Party. Huey P. Newton, listen, Huey P. Newton, P. Newton going back to the Black Panther Party at a study at Cal P. Berkeley. listen, Diss-
2: talk about affirmative action, bro. Let me let me finish. There's a reason why when as as a manager of a of a food chain. When I have my managers of white of right come in here and ask me, why don't I have a lot of white people in here? Hell, my response is, they're not the ones that are applying. So, again, you look at that as, okay, I see a lot of black people, so now you, as a black manager, you're only hiring black people. No, sir. Let's go ahead and pull the facts. The facts are these are people who are, are applying for these positions. So again, I can look from both sides, but in, in regards to the, the the topic of it is 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 regards to, and it's easy for people to say just like how they say it's easy for us to say oh it's a it's a racism thing it's us being black, it's, it's even easier for them to say we're playing victim. It's no different. No, uh, uh, listen, Cause because you're because te- what you said is I'm not looking from it from both standpoints. So when a person comes and say oh you're playing victim. They're not
3: looking from it from both standpoints. Listen, uh, affirmative action is real, but there's two sides to every story. So, wait, so okay, no, explain. No, what explain, said,
1: explain. what affirmative action is for the listeners. That, that that's
3: the diversity and inclusion into the hiring process of any company.
1: So that means. So that means that.
3: It, it, go ahead. No, me it initially it started off with hiring blacks but because we have civil rights diversity can, can include any minority that's not the majority
1: right but, so but, but it, it originally but, was for blacks though to be able to have a fair chance to get hired
3: yes but see the problem with that is is guess what white people turn around and say well shit if y'all didn't have to hire one black person then uh, another white person could have a job so y'all discriminating against us
1: so what do you think about that argument, though?
3: Well, here's the thing. Now, as a black man, I, I, I watch this as shady as this sound, because they don't feel the same way when it come to me. I don't care less how they feel about that. But at the same time, I got to know that. What if I did just get the job because I was black? What if I didn't get the job because I was the better? Because but, but, I was. But the think, best about, but think
1: about this, though. Why? Why do they even have to give you a job because you black? Because, like, you because know what I'm saying? Like, think pre- about that though. Why? Why is it even a thing why about those that? Why are Why Why are we even fighting for civil rights? What right. the fuck that, like, that mean? Like, that means we trying like, to But We already got that. Right. You got to give us our credit on that. No, but I'm saying though. But just think about it though. When yo When yo folks was little, us? why is we up if there? Why was the
2: racism thing? If we had equal opportunity, yeah, they like, would not write that in your
1: constitution. So, hot wait a minute. When was civil rights made into law? About 19 what? 60s of, 65 or 68 68, 68, right. 68. How, how long yeah. wh- where you you was born in 83 so that was about what 33 years about, ago no i'm talking about between the time you was born between you had the civil rights was passed it was about it what, was, 15 it was, years it was, it was no, seven, it that long. <laughs> <laughs> no it was about what about 13 about no about 15 years between yeah it
3: wasn't long at all so this is yeah. what i'm
1: saying though so basically Right before you was born, we just had got equal like, rights to be treated civilly. Right. So that means they weren't sicking dogs on us and we got a chance to vote and they weren't like coming up in our crib. Right. Oh,
3: that's this. true. I think, I think y'all missing the point of what I'm saying, man.
1: No, no. It, I'm, it, no, it, no, I'm asking you because what I'm trying to get at is like, what, what we're saying is though, is like this all starting from unfair treatment. Yeah, us absolutely. A, you know what I'm saying? Us having an argument about you know what I'm saying, that we got now. Like, oh, we got right. this now because we used to didn't have that. You know what I'm saying? Right. They didn't want us a right. part of this, and we just not being able to be a part of it. I'm asking why, like, why does people always look at us like, man, why y'all playing victim? Because, and so, you know, because, because... like, because, you know, we don't have the same, because the one thing that I wanted to speak on, that we don't have the same opportunity to fail as any other race. Like any other race, they have multiple opportunities to fail through the legal system, but, through the financial system, through just life living. You can be poor broken. Could I tell you why? Because stupid. they
3: have, because, because blacks and Mexicans, Hispanics, are the are two targets. But as you see, that Hispanics has become uh, a, a class over black people in the United States. So meaning they have more educated Hispanics, they got more employed Hispanics, they got more homeowners Hispanics. So we are now the last race. The reason why is because what we're not explaining is that every other race, and this is going to trip you out, even the Africans, and I'm not talking about African Americans, I'm talking about Africans that come over here, their communities is supported more than ours because they have money within their community. So they have representation of their community. We have no representation of our community. So, so guess what? When a Korean goes to buy a, a store, guess what? That, that, that money not coming from a
1: white bank. Do you think we don't have no representation because we is misrepresented?
2: Because, they, because
1: we playing the victim. No, we're not playing
3: the victim. <laughs> That's because I'm, we missed.
2: Okay, let, let, I, and not to put you on the spot, you may or you may not know, because hell, hell I don't know, and I would love to know, but how many black businesses have you have you went into in the last month I work for a black business, so shit every day. No, we're not talking about the job. We're talking about you spending your hard on dollars not a you black guy. business. I
3: work on the east side so you can only imagine how many black businesses I go into to eat?
2: I, okay, so eat, okay. What else what else other outside of restaurant? What else do you know? Uh that's probably it, bro. How many how many banks out there?
3: entertainment. Right? Yeah, it's a couple of little black I mean, clubs, little right. like juke,
2: juke how many joints. black businesses? How many black clothing stores have you been to? How many black home decors have you been to? No black banks. Now, now
3: watch this. How they many know, how many, know, many how many black watch this bro. Now watch this. How many black cognacs owners is it?
2: There's actually, I want to say it's three. Okay. Don't including me. you. I want to say it's three
3: of them. Okay. So my point being is that there's only three, but yet you, little old Mark, has got the opportunity to be a cognac owner. Right. So there could be, there could be 10,000, but nobody's taking a chance at the opportunity. Nobody is listening to the information that you just gave. No,
2: you, listen, nobody's we as a as a race and I need to do better I'm not putting myself above anybody but we
0: <laughs> now you say the same thing
2: I'm saying but well but that's what I'm saying at the end of the day we need to do better at supporting and getting that information out there for for an example I bought in the last in the last Market, shoot, in the last awesome. two weeks in the last two weeks I've I've purchased from black owners I purchased books I purchased clothes. From black owners because one of my hashtags on my Toneyak is black-owned businesses. So I want to learn more about that so that I can provide more and get.
3: Now more watch customers. this. Now watch this. What now? Watch this. Let let me. Let me now I, listen, Joe. I, I definitely agree with us having less opportunity when we're acting it to, from that from majority. I believe we don't have equal opportunity. So if I'm asking for a corporate. Corporate America to to hire me the same as they do my white counterpart as the, as they do the white person next to me I know that that's not going to happen. Okay, should, that's, what wants we to still, hear.
2: that's what we've should, been trying to say for the last forty five minutes. But but <laughs> not
3: right, but, but but this is this is the point. This is the point that I really that that's really important to be made. Is that like
2: we know you're an exception to the rule. We know that. We all
3: know it's not about right. me because but the you, same thing that applied for me could
2: apply for either anyone. Right. But you don't, again, that goes back to everybody want to be Michael. Like you want to be Michael. You go shoot 300 shots. Right. Before nah, you nah, are, nah. nah. I 300 ain't want to be Michael. But See, I didn't. The point. I, here's the, know, the thing. This is my point. I'm not saying that you not, that you want to be physically be him, but you have to. That. That's but, what I'm saying. Listen. But so, you listen, let me get, get, let's you get you a little overcame bit deeper. in
1: the adversity. You right, were, you right. You put in that work that we talking about. Like, you work twice as hard as somebody to get your spot.
3: Right.
1: But guess what? But guess what?
3: Now, I want to give two examples. First, let me go back to the black business. Now, let's say you're a black, you're a black business owner, Marcus. Yep. Let's say you make $100,000 off. Your, you're a black owner in your liquor. Yeah. But guess what? You make a $100,000 profit, but you got to live. Who does your... Who does your money go to when you make your mortgage payment? Is it a black bank or is it a white bank? When you, when you make your car note payment, is that to a, a white finance company or is it a black one? When you go grocery shopping, is that to a black grocery store or a, black, a white grocery store or a black grocery store? When you stop at the gas pump, is that black owned? When you take your kids to daycare, is that black owned? So yep. everything that you Day just profit as a black man
2: everything listen here's the thing though it's not that's not
3: not the reality in the world we live in bro and
2: you know that this is that was your that was you you said we have the responsibility to do that so i'm saying that as we need to we need to have those and we need to support them the thing about being having a black business the first thing that black person want to say is oh they they don't really take care of business well we have to do better of giving them a chance just like joe said earlier we don't have the opportunity to fail as business We don't have you
3: you're not here you're not not hearing about you're not hearing what I'm I'm saying. Exactly
2: everything you're saying. It's not reality that everything that I can do or I can patronize is black oh. You're right. I don't I don't I don't think that we have that opportunity. But if I do have the opportunity, I want to go and make and and make my presence be felt. We shouldn't have to wait for a tragic situation to happen to say, oh, you know what, I'm going to take my dollars from the white people and go give it to the black people so they can stand up and they can actually hear what we're talking about.
3: That's we not the world we live people. in, though. That's, it's, that's why I just gave the example of you being a black business owner. Right. It, it, we, we, right. So we don't have that opportunity because we leverage in so many other, we need to leverage in so many different areas. So even if, even if I support you as a black business, you're going to take that same black dollar, and you gotta give it to another
2: community. I I don't necessarily have to. I can do my research and my due diligence and find that, if that's what I'm, if that's what I'm, if that's what I'm seeking for. There is a black business, there is a black, there is a black uh, um, car dealership. There are those out there. So at the end of the day,
3: we- But guess what, when you get to the black dealership, when you get to the black dealership, they're playing by the same rules, if not more strategic ones than the white
1: one right because they don't but you know something when you get to the black business they probably threading on thin ice to even survive (laughs) true bro true that's that and that's and 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 my point is being is that because honestly it's only it's honestly it's like with black people starting businesses the only way you're gonna really start a business if you got a really hard grind ethic or you was born into some kind of money or got Absolutely. down. If not, you're not about to just be like, you know, something I'm about to go in this bank and go get a loan because they're gonna be like, excuse excuse you, little homie. Anybody right. get a loan from yeah. here. Exactly. Right. And so, so and so how do we
3: how do we counter that? How do because when promote, we talk about opportunity it. when we talk about when we talk about equal opportunity, I don't I just don't view that in I don't, I don't view that coming ever because we can go back. What they say, slavery lasts four hundred years. We done been in this, we done been in this post-slavery for about a hundred years. So I don't ever, I don't see the, I don't see them ever treating us equal.
1: Nigga, we ain't even been out that long. <laughs> right.
0: we ain't even so, been out
1: the cage, and I be telling people all the time. I'm like, man, just imagine you put some pits in the cage for three years, and then you let them out for one. Shit, how you she think is about the like, go down? Bro, how you think it's gonna be like some of it's, it's gonna be a minute. it's a nine year series race. Man. What but it's but, true. but what you but here's through. the thing.
3: Here's so the, are, the thing. Are, are, yeah. Yeah. Our our, genet- well,
1: our thing. genetic our genetic our genetics still messed up from eating pig scraps. Got us getting sick for no reason as we just get old. If you black and you don't eat right, you just get sick. Like, oh shit, I'm sick.
2: I mean what? shit. Look at look at look at the NFL draft. Shit, that ain't nothing but a motherfucker picking a slave. He look picking the biggest, the fastest one, the strongest one, the tallest one. Motherfucker the same thing they was doing on, on the slavery
3: side. See, okay, so the NFL was seventy percent black. So, but 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 I mean I do so I mean I mean
2: black owned.
3: None. But this is what this is this is what I'm trying to get to, bro. This is what I'm trying to get to. Is that these things occur, but the opportunity relies within us, man. Because going back to what I said about Langston in the school stuff, if 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 you if you a black police officer, guess what? If if you a black police officer and you and you chose to come to my community and and police it instead of want to do something else. And take on that job, then you have the opportunity to make sure that that community is treated right. So,
1: that,
3: if, if you, uh, huh? Go ahead, go ahead. If if you if you a black professor and you see you at an HBCU, you have an opportunity to do what you can for that student to pass. So I'll give you an example. Oklahoma, Oklahoma University, for them to give a student a C is them fell in their university. So they would rather to give you an A than to give you a C to bring down the prestige of their university. Brother,
1: if you didn't earn that's no A, a. if game. you earn no A, you ain't getting no A. I don't know what jug you looking for, but you ain't about to be jug in this school. You're right, bro. See, great, this buddy. is what I'll... That,
3: that, that's the, okay, Richmond. So that's so the, Richmond, that's the Richmond coming oh, out of just, Joe, you. Joe, that's the Joe, Richmond listen, coming Joe out of
1: Joe Joe my Oh, I'm serious, though, but
3: no. you're working hella hard
2: yeah
1: that, you, what you gonna earn that's the bay you like bro you see me working <laughs> hard like sh- right? Shoot, shoot me that hey, look, I, back. I don't <laughs> care look look that's,
2: that's lunch, just right. like you, you said you go to
3: work
1: for seven hours
2: but you're on lunch for six and you want them to pay you for seven hours
0: hey have you to ever seen
1: nigga? have you ever seen the nigga in this entry-level first interview and you be like bro i can get you a job but you know they start off at 17 and nigga like shit, you think you can give me 18
3: like
1: yeah all man. day long Man, so, I, so look, hold on,
3: hold on man. man. Look, I just
1: told look. you you could get a job seventeen.
0: How you not even work today, but you want eighteen?
1: Right. Look, want look, me to take you in the look. motherfucker and be like, hey, bro, this is my homeboy. Give him eighteen, you know. Right. Look, so <laughs> look,
3: this this is what I'm saying, bro. This is what I'm saying. Look. So when we explain white supremacy, we talk about when we we talk about equal opportunity. We talking about white people giving us equal opportunity. Right. So when we get an example of somebody sitting in court, so we're going to say some, two people did the same crime. Like he said, black man, white man did the same crime, right? The white judge, the white judge gives the. the, the I heard. All right, cool. We're back on the, the, the white judge. He gives, he gives the black man 20 years. For the same crime for the same crime he gave the white boy 20 years and then we look back and we say oh man man that's injustice man that ain't equal okay but then when i get an example of a black judge giving the black kid five years then it's like oh no we can't do
1: that okay well wait a minute let me get you right here though right so what I'm trying to say is, nigga, being a bad judge is being a bad judge. You shouldn't. But to go with your, with your point, if you're trying to give an example, but you're still talking about a hundred of the white judge cases to four black judge cases, like why? Like you know what I'm saying? Even if you're being like, well, what about Man, when the black judge sentences you? on need more We like, need more police
3: officers. Four, we need more black, bankers. Four
1: black times, but when you talk about the white times, it was two hundred. Hey. You know what I'm saying? When you talk about, you talk about police killing blacks, you talking about uh, when you talk, you talking about white police killing blacks, you're talking about a lot. When you're talking right. about blacks killing blacks, not that many. Right. You talk, but you know what I'm saying? That's the point of the whole thing is. Let me ask you a question, though. Uh, you made a post the other day where you said that, you know, you really don't like to celebrate some of your achievements or whatever because you said that you feel that it's like shining on other people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I wanted to ask you a question about that. Like, do you feel like, as a black man, uh, a lot of times you feel like you need to keep your success quiet?
3: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, I do, man. Mark's absolutely, like, do you
1: feel like that? Did you have to keep some of your success under wraps? Fuck no,
2: <laughs> man. Listen, let me tell you something, man. I, I think a lot different, and, and I'm saying that, and I just, and, and here's why, because so again, like I said, like earlier, like I was from a point to shoot, damn near being homeless, but I I make a way. And I've worked hard for a lot of stuff that I have, man. And I was blessed with the opportunity, you know what I'm saying, a year ago. You know what I'm saying? I had bought some luxury shoes. I, shit, I ain't gonna lie. I got some Gucci shoes. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, right. and I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, man, damn, I don't want to wear them because I don't want nobody to think that I'm just trying to shit on them when I wear my shoes. But at the end of the day, like, I worked hard for that. Like, I know what came into that. Like, I I worked for that. So why should I feel like ashamed of my accomplishment because you chose not to again we talk about the same opportunity. You had the same opportunity I did. I don't I, don't, I didn't come from money. I didn't do, society, no do
1: society make young black men feel like to, you need to hold your success
2: under wraps? Or yeah, because if we if, if we do it is is we're trying to we're trying to be loud or we're trying to be flamboyant on top of thing. But shoot, when I go into these meetings that I've had, shoot, I see the I see the Ferragamo belts that they wearing. I see all the stuff. That it's subtle, but they wearing the accomplishment as well. If I wear it because I look better, now I'm trying to be too flamboyant. I can't I can't hide the fact if I if I if I'm a good looking young man and I know how to put stuff together and I'm being professional, that doesn't make me, you know what I'm saying, trying to shine down and shine on anybody. Now again, when you wearing every chain that you got in your in your in your drawer and every watch, yeah, that's doing a little too much. But there's nothing wrong with wearing your accomplishment. So at the end of the day, matter of fact, here's 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 a great example. A guy that I cut is, he's out here in Cedar Hill, and I mean he, he grosses 10 million a year, and I mean at a given time, at five or six million in advance. He had the Maybach. He like, oh, uh, uh, oh, hold on. He getting the Maybach, and he, and he told me, he said, I have all these things because when I go to certain places, I need to look like what they want to be. Because if I drive up in something, if I drive up in this truck with, these, with this clothes that I have on, with these trucks that you see me in, and these jeans, he ripped up jeans and, and just a T-shirt. They're going to be like, oh, well, what he's doing is not successful. Right. You know what I'm saying? So we have to look the part for them to even consider us. And even a case in point too, at, when I was 24, getting ready to turn 25, I wanted to buy me a BMW for my 25th birthday. I went into a BMW dealership in Oklahoma City. I had on gym shorts and a T-shirt. Do you think anybody came and even talked to me? When I went to the office and said, hey, man, I'm trying to get a car, they were like, oh, we thought you was a vendor trying to sell something. Huh. So we have to, <laughs> at some point, We ain't giving out no apps. They're like, we ain't giving out no apps. You have to. You, you can't be afraid of your accomplishments. I mean, it's no different than me telling somebody that, shoot, I'm a doctor. I got, my, I got a, a, a bachelor's. Why does what I have in my closet have to do anything different than what I have in my mind? It's the same thing. They're just different forms of accomplishments.
1: So, no. No, I just wanted to know because I read your post the other day, Wood, and I was thinking, I'm like, man, you know something? A lot of times, though, you feel like that. You want to keep stuff under wraps because you don't want to make nobody feel like you're stunting on them. But then when I thought about it, like, where does that come from? I'm like, damn.
2: Now, what that that does come from for you, possibly Wood, and myself, is the fact of where we grew up. Is that if you are flashy, a nigga gonna try to come take you. But that don't have nothing to do with being a barrels of a counselor. it's just being the fact that you not trying to be the victim of a robbery. Right. right? Like some so, niggas out here in Dallas Like you're walking in the club with two, three bands, and just slap boy, I'm like, nigga, you in the Bay Area, that shit too. So <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, period. So so like,
3: you know, I mean, I, I definitely agree. Like, I mean, you know, if I'm if I'm going to handle business or something, man, I'm always up to par, man. You know, and and if I get dressed, I'm I'm gonna put on some nice clothes. You know, that's just me. But you know, more so, you know, it it be life changing things where you know I don't be wanting to share things because for people around people that's less fortunate. So it's it's, it's not so much. It's not so much of, it's not so much of of, of attracting money because money attract money. It's more so you know when you have to stare into the eyes of somebody who didn't take that. You know, Marcus said you know that everybody got the same opportunity that you know we all got the same opportunities. But but again, that would that would go right back to us discussing equality. You know what I'm saying? And and, and I realized that you know that, that life. You know, sometimes you know, every everybody' cards don't play out the same, right. and and I, I feel bad. You know, sometimes like not that I got to act like I'm broke or I'm stuck or I'm doing bad, but at the same time, I just you know, to see when you you doing good and, and and then around people that's doing bad, it just makes them feel inferior. You know, and and so I don't know. It's just how I am with people, man. You know, at at one point in time. You know, in my life, you know, it was coming up, it was about having this D-Boy mentality is what I, what I was raised around to have. So I was flashy. I was, you know, this and that. But as I got older, I started to consider, you know, about other people. And also to that post, like I said, even though, you know, sometimes I feel like I don't want to share stuff. Because of people may be less fortunate, and other times it's because somebody always got more than what you got. You know what I'm saying? So I might be doing good. I might think I'm I'm having some, but I know for a fact that somebody having more. So
1: what about, who am what, I to? What about for huh? motivational purposes for the people that? Right. You know, because I know a lot of people. Like for instance, like if I have if my little cousin was following you or something, and he's seen your page, and you know you posting stuff about you know you going to doctor you know to get your doctorate or that you know what i'm saying that you got your uh, master's right. and you know uh stuff you doing when you talking about how you went down there and they did the racial diversity thing like that might have a young dude be like damn you know something i ain't never even thought about that i wonder what would we'll do you know what i'm saying like right. i wonder what would we'll do let me find out what would we'll yes. do like oh, right if if that's the like, thing
3: and you're right, Joe. You you right, man, and that's that's why I made the comment. You know, that's why I put the post up because sometimes I do have those emotions like, you know, man, my life is blessed and I, I do need to share more and I do need to be more open. But I think like like I said, man, I, I think a lot of that go back just for me personally because there was a point in time where I was too open.
1: Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? No, about... You don't want to be too open. I just know that we like to share our opinions on Facebook and on Instagram. Right. We like to share our funnies are everything, but somewhere in society it got us not wanting to share those good joyful moments with people because it seems See, like,
2: right.
1: and, and those and the moments
2: right, those you're the right. ones that oh, cherish.
1: That's the moments that we supposed the cherish. You know, the weddings, the graduations, the you know what I'm saying? Right. The the promotions. Yeah, you
3: you're right. And none of that and, and none of that stuff. And I and you're right, man. And and you you absolutely right, man. And 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 I, I tell you man uh one of the things that stood out to me man uh uh the nigga Tupac said a nigga got smoked by a fiend trying to floss on a uh trying to shine on a, a poor man you know, what he said a nigga got smoked by a fiend trying to floss on a poor man's dream mm-hmm. basically you know like a lot of times you know when people is less fortunate they they start to envy you you know what i mean and i don't i don't like to be envied because Honestly, bro, like, like I done lost friends and and and, and stuff like that off of being envied, bro. That's
1: you a shame. Though, so, that's a shame that in our community we can't even show our achievements or our accomplishments with the fear of it being taken away by people that's less fortunate.
2: Right. Yeah. So that's that's what, the reality. That goes back to man, earlier is that you know what I'm saying just growing up from where I did grow up from, like. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm not gonna walk into a club with three. But I mean, that's their community out here. They do stuff like that, and, they, and it's cool because that's how they grew up. But where I grew up, like if you show you showcasing, you just you you being a a, a, a billboard of, of the next hit. So how but, do you how
1: how do you apply that? How do you use the stuff you learn? You know what I'm saying? The stuff that protected you at one time. How do right. you transition that over into adult regular living when you're not living to be?
2: And so. Here's where here's here's what I was gonna say, and and going back to to Woods' point of, you know, what I'm saying being too open because like I tell everybody myself, like I'm an open book. You can ask me anything because, and I'll tell you. I said, but my only caveat to that is just be ready for the answer. So at the same token, just with people of 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 a, of a unique, you know, what I'm saying an exception to the rule, like us three here and, and many of the ones that we know, we have an obligation to make sure that the stuff that we're putting out there. It's not from just our standpoint and our mindset, but also, too, from the mindset of somebody who may not be as independently strong as we are. You know what I'm saying? We may be able to read. I may look at Wood Puzzle and be like, oh, man, I know what you talking about. Like, I'm not going to tell everybody that I got, you know what I'm saying? then They are going to think that it's me. Shoot, just go support this black-owned business. Like, you know what I'm saying? So... But at the same token, I want that person that lived next door to me to know that, shoot, I came from the same neighborhood you came, like everything that you want to do, it it is a possibility. Like going back to what I said in regards to uh, my brother and me going to school, like I wanted him to know that you can go to college. Don't just say because you came from a single-parent home. It's not reality. I want you to see that I did graduate. I came from a broken home just like you, and it is a possibility for you to do that. Because a lot of times what we like, what we do as people is we like, oh, well, I can't, I look at Wood and say, oh, well, shoot, Wood got his house. Wood got, you know what I'm saying, family and all this. Shoot, Wood probably had both parents in the house and he probably came from good. Like, where I grew up at, man, get stuff like that's not reality. But then turn around, kind of find out, damn, Wood stayed three blocks from me. man. Now, you know what I'm saying, now I can look at it and be like, you know what, shit, his life is a reality for my life. But well, at, at, at the same token, we have to make sure that we spoon feed the 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 world and the people around us at, with my, uh With just you know what I'm saying, We're just yeah, at time. Yeah, because you can't give them the whole thing because they're gonna be like, oh, well, shoot, yeah, he trying to he trying to stunt on me.
0: Don't
1: like, show him. Don't I, show I, him the house, the car, in the backyard. Just exactly. show him the. Just exactly. show him the Celebration you had at the certain event. Yeah, I understand that. So uh, and I understand that. I just I just think it's sad, man. That us as us as young black men like we have to alter the way we show love due to the fact that it might be misunderstood
2: because and here's the thing that i've learned man just with just with this liquor thing man it's and i've had to really just i've been praying with god i've just been dealing with it because i don't want to just put people out of my life that that i'm not supposed to put out of my life but i had a conversation you know what i'm saying with people that they just don't want to support and they be like, "Oh well, machine man, you ain't talk to me and such and such." I was like, "Man, listen, you got three ways to support me. You can buy a bottle, you can donate, or you can just post it for free." But I have people that I haven't talked to that I graduated high school from that just went on a website and bought just two bottles just because they want to see me win. For so sure, at the man. end of the, at the end of the day, like again, it's just I don't think that that's a that's a race thing. I think it's just a it's a it's a mentality. It's a person thing. It, it, it's just you personally. Like if you genuinely want to see people win. You just generally gonna do what it takes for them to win. And it don't have to be a black, white, purple, or blue thing. It's just you. Like I that's an individual thing. And for me, like I don't like the books and, and the stuff that I bought here recently from black people, it's just because I know you, you black. I'm I shit, I'm gonna go piss ten dollars away. I'm gonna go throw thirty dollars here. Why not pour into your dream and let you see and see you making and be like, man, hey, they did that. You know what I'm saying, and we got to get more to that of like, man. shoot, like this project. I, man, when you said, hey, man, I, I want you to uh, come on there, I'm like, all right. Well, how much you gonna pay me? You know what I'm saying? How much I'm getting for this episode? You know what I'm saying? Well, shoot, this your thing. Okay, boom. Let me let and me. You know, me.
1: when I when I talk to other people and I tell them about the guests okay. I'm gonna get on here, people ask me that all the time. like, How much you paying people? I'm like, uh, these are people that i hope gonna be in in support of me. Cause like I'm like, <laughs> what are you talking about? What am I paying people? Like? Right what's going on where do they do that at they do that at interviews because i'm confused that's what go on at the interviews they be paying people to interview yeah I, I, dog i ain't want to watch that shit. you didn't pay me a thousand dollars to show up like i'm about to be talking all cool all cool shit. like yeah you know? right <laughs> like that's crazy <laughs> that's okay. crazy but that's why i told him i was like i'm not about to reach out to famous people and be because i know famous people too you know what i'm saying i know people that's right. like in the industry and doing all this but i also got successful educated homeboys
3: right, right. You, that i want to showcase know, you know man one, one of the things man um uh, uh, another thing man that you know like i said man i don't really I, I i don't really i i live in a, I live in reality but i live forward so you know one, of, one of the things is that you know when people is less fortunate like i don't look for recognition from those what I, achieve what i've achieved in life so meaning that you know i'm not going to go get a bins and park it in the hood because nobody in the hood has a bins so that would make me the star of the hood i don't want to be the the, the star i want i want to be equal to everybody around me in in the but in the fact that when i can't front and
1: go back to the hood in the under because what about the little boy who looking at you like dang what well, i thought you was a doctor he got it. He and, got and it. You he do, got but it. you do drive a beans for real though. What you gonna tell him like oh, look when you come around your people, you gotta leave the beans at home.
3: Yeah, because but look, That's this is cool. yeah, because you know look, saying? my god like... mom, look, my god mom and my and my best friend dad, man. Um uh, uh, my my, my god mom and, and, and my best friend Bob dad, his dad, bro Millionaire people, bro, no lie. Like nigga papered up. But you, you wouldn't I didn't know, I didn't know that this man had a mansion, bro. I didn't know that he had a mansion until I went to his house. But when he came to the hood, he was in his Durango truck with some jeans on. If everybody, if every, now, now the OGs knew he had long money, but everybody else didn't know that. I didn't know he had the S550 parked in his garage till I, till I got close to him. Okay. Well, my godmom, when she came to the hood, she drove her a Camry. I didn't know that she, she had a BMW at home. She came and, and was regular. So she gave me love, and she reached me by looking like everyday people. Okay, okay. But on the flip side, on the flip side, I was mentally washed by drug dealers who who pulled out stacks. My pops who, who pulled up and, and fly whips who, who did all of that. So I, I developed this mentality about it's only been about monetary things in life. So I didn't understand how I could see somebody – you know, Joe, this is what tripped me out, bro. Do you know in college that I had the same car that the president drove, bro? at the university?
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely did. Definitely
3: did. But guess what, bro? My 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 life wasn't set up the way his was, bro. bro
1: one time I came to school, I had my Rolex. I brought, I wore my Rolex the whole semester I came down there. I was like, and it just seemed odd out I think about it. I'm like, well, that kinda was it's kinda oddly for me to be there. <laughs> Kind of oddly because we was really going to the calf and still doing normal stuff. And but that's what I'm saying though. Like that's what happened in our community, in our culture, though. We would get caught in stuff and have us living way in a whole different direction than what we're supposed to be living in. Because there's no reason that we supposed to be driving these cars, wearing these chains, but still doing what we do. Yeah,
3: for real. I remember I pulled up to a car wash and it's this old white man. He got the spaceship, bro. He got the S5. That mug was so clean. He like, I'm cleaning my car. He cleaning his. He look over. He like, man, can I look in your car? That's a really nice car. But I'm looking at his car like, bro, that's a $100,000 car, bro. I'll at that you, point, <laughs> though, I'm those you. are the type of things that, those are the type of things that, you know, like I said, Bob Pops, you know what I mean? Not to be putting my brother out there, man you know, speaking on his name and then like that, my God mom, you know, and, 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 and just those incidents, it really reminds me that, you know, life is not about no monetary stuff. It's about mentally how you living. You know what I'm saying? Like how do, when, when I, when I get up, when I get up, it feels so good knowing that, knowing that I figured out America, bro, not everything but I figured out that and I'm going to be, if I don't
1: do nothing else, I'm going to live as a middle class citizen. Let me ask you a question, though. And Marcus, you too. Because I know, Marcus, you work out and stuff, right? Yeah. Marcus, I know you be working out and stuff. So, and I know, uh, so this is what I'm going to ask y'all guys. So, how do you mentally, like you said, how do you mentally enrich yourself to focus on happiness when in everyday life you're living in struggle? Maybe. Like, what what is some what is some of the things that you guys do that you can suggest to some people that might help them out with that? You know, because it's hard when you live in the day-to-day stuff to stay optimistic and stay yeah. focused on, you know what I'm saying? And everybody has, like me, so, like I live in California now, so there, know, I, I stay on, I be on the beach. You know what I'm saying? I do a lot of meditation. There's a lot of stuff that goes on. Into, but how do you guys handle with the, with the planning of your future and staying Focused on your goals while maintaining You
2: you gotta, the first And the most important thing is You gotta know your worth That's the first and the most important thing Because if you know your worth Nothing that nobody does That's that's sitting in the cubicle Across from you, next to you, above you That they can do That's gonna diminish you and who you are Because I don't care how much That the person across me get promoted Like I'm not concerned with Their household like, I'm concerned with minds. And so that's the thing for me is that I know my worth. Like, at some point, it's going to happen. And one of the things, right. and two things, and I'm going to let Will take it after this, is that um, I've learned that every feeling has an ending. I don't care if you, you can't be happy for 24 hours. You can't be mad for 24 hours. You can't be sad for 24 hours. So it's going to come to an end. So it's just you have to have realistic reality. And the other thing is, is that if you don't put expectations on certain things, yeah. you could never be disappointed. Yeah. Because disappointment comes from expectations, and that's a, and that's how I live my life with them. Just three simple rules. Bro. So, so finally,
3: I can I can say that I really do agree. <laughs> <laughs> what, and what he agree saying? with
2: everything I said. He just don't want to say. It. He just want to so, argue. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you know. One of the things that I realize in life, man, is, is going back to what you said, Joe, man, is is, is about this monetary stuff. Um, so, you know, not to not to get with religion and not to get all of that, but, you know, into all of that stuff. But I think as humans, we got to sit back and realize that the things that we begin to idolize that defined us. So. I know, what, I know that sounds like money. I know that that idol could sound like a car. It could sound like a house. But, man, I don't watch people idolize college in a degree. I don't watch people idolize getting a business. Now, all of these things are lucrative things that, that could benefit us, but how much stress and time do we put into that before we look at what is life about? If I wake up every day, then, then that's enough for me to smile about. That's enough for me to be happy about. So going back, putting that with what Marcus said, when we put these expectations on life, then we we with expectation there becomes failure and limitations. So guess what? If I expect to make a billion dollars, guess what that means? I limited myself to a billion dollars. When I probably could have made $10 billion. So expectation comes with limitation. And it also comes with stress. So I think I think being true to yourself. Um, and, and like, like Marcus said, man, you know, as long as you stay committed to whatever you committed to, you know, it's gonna happen. You know, and if it don't and if it don't happen in the capacity that you thought it would happen, you know, then you'll always be in a point in time to where you can receive whatever whatever you achieved. It's always a, a mental freedom to not have the expectation to say, Oh, well, you know what, man, I wish I was a little bit taller. You learn to accept being your height and be like man. You know, oh man, I'm thankful that I ain't shorter than I am. Or I ain't you know what I'm saying? Right. Just accepting life as it is and not having these monetary expectations of yourself and these, you know, these man-made things to define yourself. Because I think humans get so consumed in five years from now, a year from now, a month from now, I'm gonna have this. Or, you know, oh I can't wait for them shoes to come out. Or I, uh, uh, this year, I bought a, a four-bedroom house. Next year, I got to get, you know, next 10 years, I'm going for a six-bedroom. You don't realize that you're putting this, this in your mind, and this is what's driving your life. Other than saying, you know what's got to drive my life is loving myself every day. It's loving the people that's next to me. is being kind. You know what I'm saying? is in stressful moments, you know, learning to relieve. So I think if we go back to, to those things that's internal, living for those things that's internal, versus living for man made things and expectations of the world, man. You you will achieve everything that you want to achieve. And I think that's why you you never hear Bill Gates talk about he wanted to be rich. His his passion and his love was something that kept his mind going with his computer stuff. You know, you don't hear you don't hear Michael Jordan talking about he was going to be the next billionaire. He wanted to be the best basketball player. His mind was focused on being the best person he could be. You know, you didn't you didn't hear Jay-Z you didn't hear Jay-Z talking about he wanted to be the best rapper. You know what I'm saying? He was focused on really being the best business person. To flip his that, the flip is money. That's the focus. So I think once we, once we shift our focus on certain things, and it don't have to be necessarily man-made things, but just things that desire, desire within us. Like, you got to be authentic to what you is. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, if you, if you true to yourself, then that'll reflect in that. You know, you'll be successful. So one of the things that I said was, you know, if going back to my career path was that, you know what? Oh, this is what I can talk to these youngsters about how to get out the ghetto, about how to bust a move, about so what if you can't read, then this is, you, you say you got girls, this is how you better get a girl to help you with your schoolwork. This is where you start tutoring at. If I can get them the blueprint, not just to my life, but the knowledge that I experienced, then, then they can make it in this world just being true to themselves. Like you don't have to be, you you, you like I said, you see somebody, you see, see doctors so and such and such, and you put the label on them. But truly, then when you do it, you be like, damn, you mean to tell me I got the same doctors, I got the same degree that they got, but I don't feel like I, this is what this shit was. You know what I'm saying? Or when you get, when you get the big house or when you get the car, you like. Damn. You know what I'm saying? Like you said, you ran a rolling. So, once you copped it, you probably was like, oh, nigga, this is the rolling. But after a month or so, guess what? It just became a seiko to you.
1: Yeah, it became just a regular watch.
3: And that's, and, but that's with, that's with everything that's that's in life. But we, c- look at how much, look at, you know what, look at how much time and, and, and mental energy and, and much of our spirits that we give to the consumption of monetary things and and things that man—that's man-made—that drives us and drives us to the grave.
2: Oh yeah, and yeah. the other thing too that, that helps me uh, live a, a well-balanced life is seven cognac. Oh, yeah. You can get it yeah. <laughs> W. So So hey, this is what seven. I want.
1: This is what I want to ask you about that. So before we go, this is what I want to ask you, Marcus. What do your cognac taste like? What is the? So is it going to be like a thicker cognac, a sweeter cognac, like a seventeen, like a, a Grand Cru, like a? uh, so, like a, a, like a, a n NSAC or like, or is it going to be like, you know,
2: so my cognac is, is, is right now it's an XO. So it's a 10 year blend. The spirits in the, in the cognac, and they date back to 84. Um, and I just did a blind test, uh, with the cognac, uh, against Hennessy pure white. And yes, seven was victorious. Um, <laughs> uh, Um, So I mean, I I did it with I did it with my cousins. Uh, I did it with his his wife, him and his wife. They uh, I was actually taking them to the airport. I was like, oh man, you know what? I keep my Hennessy uh, white in like a uh, a little crystal uh, pitcher thing, so they didn't know what it was. But I poured my bottle out and let them taste it, and I poured that into it. And my cousin, he was like, oh, he was like, this one tastes better, but uh, this one, I, I like this one smoother. And then his wife was like, oh, this one is smoother and it tastes better. I, I would prefer this one, which they both pretty much told me mine tastes better than the Hennessy Premier White. And again, I created my, my cognac for vodka drinkers. You know what I'm saying? I didn't create mine for the cognac drinkers. And being the reason being is because I don't have to go after a market that's already going to purchase it. I wanted to go after a market that typically won't go down that aisle because of it's a harsh burn or it's just it's too powerful for them. So I wanted to make I wanted to make a taste that everybody could enjoy it, whether you drink wine on a regular, whether you drink vodka, tequila, scotch, or whatever. Now you can now you can put a cognac in your glass and be like, you know what? I can enjoy this. And it's a top shelf uh situation. So, you know, currently right now they run for eighty dollars, but once they hit retail stores, they run for hundred and fifty. So um Okay, okay. And,
1: and i, Wait, I, I what, uh, is it a date on uh when the the time frame when people can purchase these pre orders?
2: So they can they can purchase them now. Uh they can go online to www7 cognac com, um purchase their bottles. Uh you'll see that I have an in stock um tracker on there so it tells you how many I have in stock. I'm so, getting so, mine this uh, Wednesday. Yeah, so yeah, going in there. Um but yeah, you can go in there and, and like it'll tell you how many I have their stock. Um, you know, I'm trying to do the, the, my whole campaign for the first 30 days, uh, was to get 200 bottles sold so that I wouldn't need any assistance. I could do everything myself. Um, but if, if not, if not being, uh, I definitely have people. I'm
0: close. I I don't want to give up the secret. Are you close? No, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. I'm close. Um, but I also too do have people that have reached out and want to uh, be a part of Damn it. They best. want a, a okay. to buy into it. Okay. Um, so at the end of the 30 days, if I don't reach it, I you know, I'll set those meetings up and, you know I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'll let them. That's like, over
1: here at Sunday mornings with a couple. Joe might send a couple over there, you know, a couple of dollars over there. Yeah, here. you know,
2: matter of fact, Joe, actually when I come out, I come out there um, next, in September, uh, I'm doing uh art uh, well, so i' don't, uh so f and dope magazine is doing article on me okay, uh okay. in in regards to the to the shoot. so i'm I'm probably gonna do a tasting out there um I got a some i a that's out there in Napa. Uh, that I want to get his opinion on um, a black guy that I've been putting in contact with, so uh, will def- be on the floor. We'll be yeah, that definitely be, be, <laughs> definitely be big for the brand for sure. uh, to get that Sean Maye, uh, as well as getting the, uh, the the magazine article done and everything. So, um, and you know, it's, it's been people that's graced the magazine, uh, David Banner, Jay uh, Cole, just I mean a bunch of different, you know, what I'm saying, yeah, interesting people like, that out there blessings, doing it. Blessings. So, um, yeah, I mean, like I said, man, it's it, it's moving, but it definitely meant that the 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 consistency of the taste from people, like I said, that don't drink to people who drink um, hard liquor, beer, and all that, they all have all said the same thing. Um, it's it's a smooth taste, natural I mean. burn going down. Um, and so, you know, I was just hitting the streets getting real people with real real opinions, man. So, I mean, I, you can see it's all real life footage, nothing cut, nothing edited, uh, except for there's one really video that I took over video. here over yeah.
1: here we definitely in support so the thing about the show we okay. So before you guys go we have a theme that we normally do so three of the bases that we run the show on is knowledge, wisdom and understanding and spreading in amongst so before we go we like to do this thing called three and out where I, I like for the guests to give out suggestions for one book one movie and one album artist or track that you would suggest somebody go listen to
2: you said a, a book, a book,
1: uh, a movie, and, okay. a, and a track or album or something dealing with an artist. It all could right, be I, artist I
2: go. I got them off top. So there's a book called "Today's the Day." Uh, it was it was written by a blind guy who um, who read the newspaper every day, and he he said that all he kept getting was nothing but the news. So he wanted to write uh, a book that had positive. Uh, spin on it, and and again, these this book is a very quick read. It's like one to two pages per uh, parable. So one of the things that I read in there is called uh, activity versus productivity, um, and he talked about you know a person being productive versus you just being active through your day. And what that did for me, it it helped me uh, think through my day. Is this something that I'm just being busy or I'm actually being productive? Um, this, that for the movie, it's a movie called In Time. Uh, Justin Timberlake is a star in it. Uh one of my mentors gave me this movie to read, to watch uh, and basically the basis of the movie is that your US currency is not dollars but it is time so you get paid uh, with time of life and you get locked in at the age 25 um, and, they, and they did a real good job on the movie because um, they have like how we have payday loans and all that they have payday loans with time um, they got different time zones that you go through um, that it will go from poor, middle class, poverty, and things like that. Uh, so it's something that I think everybody should write because it'll make you think that if your dollar was um, your time in life, would you go buy that bag of Skittles or would you bought that um, purse or that uh, jeans if you knew that this could that would be your last breath? Uh, so it just makes you help. It, it helps you spend your money more wisely. And invest uh into things. Um and then just as far as um as the track go, um I honestly I mean anything with Jay-Z, uh just because of the spin that he puts on it from a business standpoint. Uh I mean one of the things I did when I was in college, when I, mean, I had business cards that said, I'm not a businessman, I'm a business man. You know what I'm saying? So he, he say things like, you know what I'm saying, I know I'm young enough to know uh, the right car to buy but old enough not to put rims in it So it's just certain things that you got to listen from a, a, a growth mindset with jay-z I feel um, That'll help you grow. So that's my things uh, today's the day is the name of the book In um, time and then anything with jay-z honestly, man, and you know what? I'm three of seven So I like that, you know, I'm the third set. I'm the third boy of seven. So again, That's Seven Cognac. That's why it was created because of the seven sons my dad had. Again, www.sevencognac.com, man.
1: For sure, definitely go support that. Wood, what you got for the three and out?
3: Oh man, three and out, three and out, man. I'm trying to think of some of the masterpieces I got tucked, man. But uh, as far as books, man, uh, a really good read, man, to help help people get rooted um, and kind of understand being a black man in America, man. It really. It really puts things in perspective, man, is uh, W.B. Du Bois' uh, Souls of Black Folks. Um, and, and what that book talk about is just uh, how black men in America, how we can have a double conscious mind of, uh, of being black and, and, and living in this white world and how we view ourselves uh, coming out of the shell as we enter success or we just view the world, um, you know, through black lenses and white lenses. And how do we find that balance of staying true to who we are? but uh, excelling and accepting the fact that we are Americans uh, outside of being black. Um, so it's a really good read. Uh, W.E. Du Bois, like I say, Souls of Black Folks. Uh, movies, man, I, I was thinking real hard on movies, man. Uh, man, I watched so many movies, man. But I, I think, man, um, man, uh, for, for movies, for arts, I, I, I want. I like Crooklyn. Um, I like Crooklyn just for the simple fact that it, it really shows the black family, the, the struggle of the black family. Uh, it, it just gives you a real home feeling, you know, of, of, of basically, you know, trying to make men's meet and, and, and uh, the, the family issues that go on and, and you know, how families, can, members could be separated and, and sickness and all of the different things that occur, you know, within, you know, that economic base, uh, you know, uh, within poverty in and in a strong black family. And so Crooklyn is a good movie. Um, and then as far as music go, man, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a hove head, man. You know, Jay-Z, uh, I've learned so much from Jay-Z, man. Uh, man, every, every single album, man, I study, but, um, yes, rock I, rock I would, I would definitely.
1: The definitely the rock right, yeah, the
3: <laughs> yeah, man, uh, I, 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 I would, I would, I would have to say, man, um, you know, um, Man, that Black Album, man, was a good one, man. Um, one to study. And, and I know it's a, a, a soundtrack to a movie, man, but American Gangster uh, by Jay-Z, man, he really has some, uh, some jewels in there um, that, could, that could help you put together some thoughts, man, and, and, and some
1: understanding to what we're trying to do. And see, that's the thing about the three and now. It's just for, to spread the knowledge, wisdom, is understanding from one to another because I, I grew up with the each one teach one and pass down information philosophy yeah and i think in our community if we if we do more teaching and preaching do more healing than hurting you know what well, i'm saying then we can make it right, to yeah. the top for certain for real like we just put it together and get it done um uh, a lot of hey. a lot of I'll, uh since, since i moved uh, to california i've been able to experience a lot of soul enriching soul enriching
3: Yeah, so enriching
1: on the journey. Uh, A lot of times uh, in my life journey, I used to think monetary value was the best value ever, and I pushed a lot of lines for money. But it wasn't until a minute that I realized that it's a, it's a, it's a bigger happiness in this whole thing. And you know what I'm saying? It's either and and in this life you gonna always be working. It's just about whether you gonna be the worker or you getting worked over. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because there's never no mm-hmm. time when you're not gonna have to work. And I'm with the, I'm I'm a hard worker,
0: which leads to Absolutely. being the boss.
1: You know what I'm saying? So, I, and I wanted to bring this platform to to express our point of views and to give that knowledge and pass that down because you know yet and still we could have told all the trap stories we wanted to in this episode, but I won't. Right. <laughs> later on, we're gonna definitely get to some of those college trap, some of those college trap stories, right. but i really Can't wanted
2: my <laughs>
1: i really wanted to for real just express and spread the the consistence of stop misrepresenting the young black man in america you know what i'm saying right. like we all ain't Absolutely. sitting around doing the same thing and everybody that came from the same place ain't running on the same time right so i'd like to thank my homeboy so, marcus goss and my homeboy. hey hey real Go
2: real ahead. quick just before you sign out man i just want to throw a bonus uh a, a, a movie up there uh, that will help a lot of people man just understand life and they struggle man pursuit of happiness man Yes <laughs> pursuit of happiness is, is Is probably the best movie that I can think of right now with anybody in their current situation that think they it can't get no better I mean here it is you had a man sleeping in a in a in a, 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 a bathroom of a, a subway station man, so if you think Or and just to see his success story then turn into a movie Man, just keep going, man. Keep grinding, man. I, I, Joe, I, I just appreciate you having me on, man. Appreciate you the opportunity to share my little tidbits. Uh, this is definitely something that we need. Um, and I, I definitely respect the vision. I'm definitely in support. So anytime and anything that you need, man, I got you. Oh, for sure. You already know.
1: And my homeboy, James McLemore.
2: Woo. Yeah, man,
1: no doubt, man. Thank you, Joe, for having me, the, man. The clinical, it's been a pleasure, the man. The clinical mental health psychologist. That's what we're going to do. Right. You know yeah. It's been New a Health psychologist. That's what we don't, don't, don't get it confused on this way to being Dr. McLemore. Like let's get it together for everybody. Who hey, yeah, again.
3: Hey, no doubt, man. No doubt, man. I appreciate it, man. And, and I definitely want to say one more thing, man, just to the people for, our, for, for we go, man, is that man, uh, as, as a black person in America, man, please, man, uh, respect those that, that has allowed us, Uh, to progress as a race man so by doing that whenever you think of slavery think of freedom uh you know whenever whenever you think of uh social injustice think of civil rights uh whenever you think of uh anything that will pull you back remember that we have made progress so you know in other words when you say trump don't forget to mention obama so keep it pushing
1: for sure and that was another episode of sunday mornings with a cup of joe i'm your host joe and don't forget to go get your bottles of the seven cognac at W W dot what, sevencognac dot com?
2: Yes. Yep www7 all one word baby for show and we out
0: if the work week is stressing you out and you're searching for a relaxing Sunday morning vibe then come over and enjoy Sunday mornings with a cup of Joe with your host Joey Stacks as he takes you on a weekly journey for your soul that starts with a relaxing cup of Joe so if you're in need of some great conversation with a splash of Neo soul then you're in the right place so tune in as we catch a cool vibe with Sunday mornings with a cup of joe.